Warning, the Dub Talk podcast may contain language and content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <sighs> Listeners, have have you watched this show? Like, I know we advise people to see it first, but have you watched this show? How, how, how is this show a thing? I edited this episode, and I think they talk about a part of the show where people take over a school or something? Like, like with weapons, like, like... Anyways, listeners should please be aware that there will be spoilers for actors' song connection, so, so they may want to watch the series first before listening to the episode. I just... Why are all these male idol shows like this? Like, like you, you know what this is about? I found out what this is about. I, I find out what all these are about, usually from Megan. Thank you, Megan, for sharing this with me, but just, I, I'm bewildered. Why are they all so weird? I look at Love Live or whatever, and it's just, oh, there's girls, and they're cute, and there's dancing and singing, and everyone's having a fun time. And then I look at the male ones, and it's like, oh, and this one, I showed up, plays a robot. Why? I know, he does. And that one has a subplot where Doom was a cat for a while. I think as a witch turned him into one or something. I just... Finally, the opinions expressed belong to those of the individual participants and do not reflect dub talk as a whole. Why is there a twist in this? Why is that the twist? What? What? Why? What? Why are all these male idol shows so cracked out of their mind? Why are they all filled with such hot, silver age nonsense? Who keeps okaying these? And clearly they're popular. They keep making them. They keep audience i'm just so confused i'm not objecting most of these sound like they're a hoot i'm just confused as to how this kind of weirdness in this specific genre became a trend Ugh, i'm so tired and i haven't even watched this show i need to go lie down um y'all enjoy the episode and i'll talk to you again on something that's a more comprehensible form of weird for me rock on boston rock on chicago Rock on actor song connection. Man. <laughs> Is this thing on? Alright, mic check, mic check. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the show where a group of friends get together, sing our hearts out, and hope that by some grace of God, YouTube doesn't shut us down. <laughs> <sighs> and tonight, hurts. we have not one, not two, but three parties in one. It's ladies' night. Hell Woo! yeah. Get your box wine out. It's huh? Andrew is canceled three, a twist in time. He's currently in the back room playing Fire Emblem for context currently. And it's also... My motherfucking birthday! Happy birthday, bitch! Happy birthday, Happy bitch! Happy birthday, Megunay! Yo, shorty, it's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. Don't tell anybody it's not even Halloween when we're recording this. Shh, <laughs> no one will know. Don't matter. It's it's coming out for your birthday. It's, it's your birthday. It's my birthday. It, it's like it's like it's like Christmas. If Mariah Carey can upstage me, I can upstage Mariah. <laughs> As it should be. You know what? I'm All I want that. for Christmas is for you to pay off my student loans. That's a big <laughs> I, ask. That is a big ask, and I'm here for it. 
for $38,000, you can permanently buy my silence. <laughs> Damn. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's right, children. For three, for $38,000, if you pay off my student loans, I will either shut the fuck up, watch Shield Hero, or actually say something nice about Andrew. <laughs> That's not worth it. It's not worth it. Yeah, true. You could you, you could easily ask for more for trying to say something nice about Andrew. So, so I stare at him and he does, I stare at him. He takes one earphone out. And he's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" He tell, does not know. Tell Horatio to go back to work. <laughs> that doesn't even start with an A. Uh, but you know, it does start with an A. Asters. Actor Song Connection, the 2019 series that we're going to talk about tonight because one, it's tubby eligible and we needed a reason to fucking watch it. And number two, we did it for Marissa. God bless Marissa. (laughs) Not, not, not because it won the Patreon poll or anything. We just wanted to do it for Marissa. Yeah. Like... (laughs) It's not the it, it's not the winner of the Patreon episode giveaway, but it has been a contender for it for the past few like several months. So <laughs> and, here we are. <laughs> we were like, fuck be, it. We're doing it, it anyway. It's been a trying time. But we um, got to been, it, fam. We've been locked in our houses. We were yep. this is for you, Marissa. We um, love you. <laughs> we've yes. been locked in our houses. There's been anime delays. Idolish 7 was locked in jail for several months. Yep. Uh, Crunchyroll couldn't fucking write a description for it. Oh nice. my god, don't get me started about that shit. Uh, we got- Gigi got locked out of Udapri for 14 hours. Don't get me started about that shit. <laughs> um, oh my peak. Anyway, can you tell Gigi's- us what this show is about before we go crazy? <laughs> and and, and Gigi wants set. to destroy shit. <laughs> It's don't worry, I've got a I've got a picture of Kamu in a banana hammock with glasses on, just like waiting in case. Twenty Good. out of ten. Good. Don't worry. And the banana hammock is bedazzled. Is Ron Maru like standing next to him and like talking to the banana hammock saying banana is perfect? Absolutely. Great. Let's start this episode. Twenty Let's out of ten. Write that, <laughs> Let's write that fanfic! Uh, no, it is about a boy who is very sad, named Saku Otonomiya, uh, who has just moved back to the 7th Ward and going to Tenshin High School. He's sad because his sister has terminal side ponytail disease. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. No, his sister is very sick and in the hospital, and he goes to the- he goes to- uh, his new school, which has a focus on different types of clubs. And his childhood friend Hinata wants him to join the singing club. However, Saku doesn't really want to because, well, you know his sister's in the hospital and that takes time and money. Uh, meanwhile, the singing club wants to enter the singing competition with a new song that is a cover of a Vocaloid song because hint, hint, wink, wink. Every song in this series is basically a cover of a Vocaloid song. Uh... However, the song's original writer won't uh, won't let them do it because he doesn't believe a singer in the club has the range to beat, you know, the Vocaloids, which are basically a computer-animated singing project. Uh, I hope all of you know about the inventor of Minecraft, Hatsune Miku, the world's most famous Vocaloid. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you know, that thing. Yes. 
so basically, though, the person who made the song hears Saku singing one day after school and he reveals himself to be named uh, Sosuke Kagura. Together they sing, they dance, and then you find out, by the way, and it's at this point I am going to rip the spoiler band-aid off. Because this, oh this, 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 oh! this is where spoilers come in, folks. So if you yes, don't want to be spoiled, is... you might want to go back to the to yeah. watch the show first. Yeah, at least this is watch why, the first five episodes. Five yes, episodes. at least watch the first five before coming back here. Yeah, this is this is the spoiler warning. Like, I'm not going. We're not going to warn you again. Yes, this is a show very much like uh, Suritama, or like this season's Talentless Nana, where if we tell you what the twist is, it will ruin it for you. Yes. So you, this is like your final warning. Stop. Go back and watch the show. Then come back and watch this. Mm-hmm. So, basically, uh, all of this is just a computer simulation for a game. Yeah. Uh, which I don't remember the game's name, and I feel really Catwalk. bad about it. Catwalk. 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 Catwalk is the game's name. Where people uh, take the avatar of cats and watch <laughs> the actors, which are the characters that we know and love. But you find out that the game is apparently hemorrhaging money and they're going to shut it down unless they can do something to gain the world's attention and make everybody come back to Catwalk. Uh, so, um, yeah, no. So when that dropped, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. It was the goddamn cats. I was so called out that we were fucking isekai'd into uh, a gotcha game. You know? Yeah. This is one of those times where I'm okay with this. Well, because, like, at first I thought, wow, I mean, this is all right. It's kind of boring, but whatever. The singing's good. Yeah, and then, like, it we get to the twist, like, and I was like, what? It started off kind of like your typical, like, slice of life idol kind of thing. Which and then you get I am to the all twist, for and it's like, Megan's what the fuck happened? And then uh, you're like, I'm here for it. Unless you're Megan, who's like, I fucking love this shit. Um... <laughs> Megan, uh, this is all I watch. This is all I watch. So they're all kind of the same to me. Unless something interesting happens right out the gate. And this took five episodes for the interesting thing to happen. And I was like, this is the best. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah. that's it. I'm here for it. Go. It goes from, it goes from like zero to, okay, this is happening really fast. And then sometimes characters hallucinate shit. Um, like <laughs> me. <Mike? laughs> Oh yeah, no, that, no, no, like, no. That was a that was a that was a glitch. It, someone was hacking the matrix, man. Yeah, man. That was on purpose. Mike's just hallucinating shit though in his like dreams. It's so fucking great. Memoir. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, we'll get to it. We'll 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 cross that bridge when we get there. Yes. But the other thing. So the thing is this: is not only is this an idle game, it's an idle game commentary about how if you don't. Live, breathe, eat, and shit these boys. They will die. <laughs> and it will Actually. be your fucking fault that they're dead. Like, when you look at the yep. whole theme contextually, it's fucking dark. I just thought about all the games in Japanese that I'm not able to play that died, like, ready. And I think there's actually a game called Actors that has nothing to do with this game or this thing, anime, whatever it is. Um, there's so many that die over there and you never hear from them again. Um, the one with the fucking drama school that I lived for that I never got to play. And I'm just like, what will I do if Udapri dies? 
It's going to be, remember kids, it's your fault that the, it's your fault that the American version of Moggy a Record died. You killed all those magical girls. Uh, it's not capitalism. leaving us and going to the afterlife. Oh, Lord, this is getting dark. <laughs> Fuck. Remember kids, capitalism, it's a bitch. <laughs> yeah, true facts. You know who's not? Also, the other really fun thing about this is that, uh, like I said, all the songs are Vocaloid songs. And as the one person who has survived Makaku City Actors, I thought it was only pertinent that I host this episode because Makaku City Actors is giving me a credit on the anime suffering point system. Oh, God. You, you know, the AS, ASPS. It's like the <laughs> AARP for old, for old anime weebs, which in this day and age means you probably watched Utena when it was airing. Oh, Lord. At least that wasn't me. That was not me too, but still. I one time read a post where it's like, did you, have you watched old anime, like, Sword Art Online? And I'm just like, I, it's like, bitch, that's that, not old that, anime. Or, I get on my, my level. life. Get it's on that my gif level. of Matt Damon at the end of Saving Private Ryan where he gets digitally aged into an old man. <laughs> Megan. Megan, what did they do to the Vocaloid songs in this anime? They dubbed them! Fuck yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So we, the Sanderson sisters. Oh, <laughs> which yes. one am I? I better be Sarah, right? Which one? Okay. So Sarah, is Sarah the one that has her tits out all the time? Sarah yeah, is um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. Okay. Gigi gets to be Sarah. Steph gets yes. to be uh, Bette Midler. Oh, yes. I'll take it. I'll and I get to be the fat one. Amuck, 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 amuck. I'm about to say, can I be Bette Midler? <laughs> of course you can be Bette Midler. I this like her. I don't know what's worse. I don't know what's worse is that I don't remember the names of the witches from Hocus Pocus because I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, man. Except um, for Sarah. <laughs> except Sarah, for Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, okay. Mary, and Winifred. There, Winifred okay. and what? Mary. Mary? Oh, I'm Winifred, right? No, I'm Winifred. Winifred no. is Bette Midler. Oh, oh, I'm Mary. I'm Winifred. You're Mary. Yeah, all I know is that like I need to watch Hocus Pocus again sometime. So do mm -hmm. I. Forever. There's like two things I know about about Hocus Pocus. One, I put a spell on you, and two, that the guy who plays um oh fuck, what the hell? The guy who plays McGee on NCIS was the human version of Zachary Binks. Oh, oh my god. god! I learned that in college, and my life was changed. Oh um, lord, alright. <laughs> you know you know what else is gonna uh change your life? The directing and writing on this show. There's so I had to segue. I mean, not the greatest segue, but we'll fucking take it at this point. We're already, we're already like fifteen minutes into this recording. It's better Shut than him. an Andrew segue. Hashtag Andrew is over party three. Yep. Yep. Yeah, we let's not talk about the rest of let's the not time. talk about Alexandre. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> But let's talk about our director, our writer, and in this case, the music director, the lyric writers, as well as the people who did the harmony and mix of this, because that is something I genuinely want to compliment about this show, mm -hmm. is before we even mention the names of these people, the sound mixing and directing on this show are fucking top-notch. Oh, yes. like 100%. Um, and the thing that impresses me more about this is that, um, just to kind of before we go into this... Uh, 
In terms of simuldubs, songs don't always get done because of how much of a labor-intensive process I, I think it is, even on top of just acting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a huge, huge thing. And a lot of times, songs don't get dubbed in simuldubs, and sometimes not at all. And I just want to point it out that there's two reasons for this. One, if it's a simuldub and they don't have the time, they'll most likely do it for home video. Two, it's a licensed request that they do not. Um, I can legitimately pull up my copy of Love Live Sunshine, where they have to have a disclaimer that the the rights holder told them no. Right. They were just told, you're not allowed to do it. Um, so any company has to respect that. And I was talking to a person who works in the industry, and they said in regards, uh, any director who has the chance to uh, to dub a song and says, no, I'm not going to do it just because probably isn't going to keep their job. Um, wow. Okay. So it's, it's I mean, in, th- in this case, though, they were probably so this group is probably so excited to fucking dub the songs on this. Yeah. So here's the thing. This was a simul dub last year. Yep. And it started at the very, very tail end of November. So hence all why, of the songs, hence why it qualifies yeah. for dubbies this year. By the way, yeah. So I would like to point out that they dubbed all of these songs on a simultub schedule. Yeah. Because the home video for this isn't coming out until November, and it's COVID right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So let's talk about the director, uh, assistant directors, the writing team, the music director directing the lyrics, uh, the harmony, Everything. and the. Everything. Yeah, yeah, basically the entire ADR staff, because in this case, it actually super matters. The head director was Amber Lee Connors. She was assistant directed by Marissa Lenti, Emily Fajardo, and Damon Mills. The writing, the writer was Marissa Lenti. For the music direction, it was Don Bennett, Giovanni Cruz, Megan Shipman, and David Wald. The lyrics were done by Amanda Lee. For harmony, Stephen Kelly did the songs Cloud Day, uh, Hyokai Nisi, Remote Controller, Start, Monologue, Monologue, Shinzo Democracy, and Tokino Nero. Emily Fajardo did the harmonies for Kazumichi Hello World, Guzo Peregrinum, uh, Yoshiwara Lament, Koshi Tantan, Titiana, Izunami Shock, Inazuma Shock, Izu- Fuck, Shock, Inazuma Shock, Tokino and Tokino Nero. The mixing for all the songs was done by Sean Christmas. The overall direct uh, mixing for the show, if I can find it, the ADR engineers for the show were Alyssa Dumas, Howard Wang, Jamal Robertson, Natalie Van Sistine, Emily Fajardo, and Spencer Willies. And Susie Young was the production assistant. Yeah. So there's a lot of people on this. Oh, and I forgot the actual overall mix engineers, which was Matt Whitmire for episodes one through three and Alyssa Dumas for episodes four plus. Oh my god, there's a lot. Yeah, this is like probably the most in-depth you will ever hear any of us go into mixing. Side note. Because of how much important- Sound Cadence dub, boys and girls. Yes. This was dubbed over at Sound Cadence. This wasn't dubbed in-house at And also we probably have like their page up with all of the freaking credits. Yes! (laughs) Yes, I do! Yes, I do, because I asked Marissa. I'm like, hey, Marissa, can, do you have, like, a cast list for this? And she goes, here, they go, here you go. Um, voila. 
So, to go over Amber Lee Connors as a director, she directed the dubs for Hells, Rio Rainbow Gate, and Galaxy of Trust 999 Eternal Fantasy. Assistant director Marissa Linty, they did BTX and BTX Neo, the Conodon Collection, and Komodo Friends. Emily Fajardo directed Theramai Roman, and Damon Mills was the assistant director on series such as Ensemble Stars, A3 Spring and Summer, uh, Season Spring and Summer, Kono Oto Tomorei Season 2. Marissa Linty, as a writer, has written for series such as Armed Girls, Machiavellism, Bloom Into You, and Tata Never Falls in Love. As a music director, Don Bennett has done series such as Pop Team, Epic, Sarn Zomni, and Case Files 221 Kabuki Cho. Giovanni Cruz, they have done, she has done uh, music directing for series such as Fairy Tale and helping out with Gamona Friends. Megan Shipman helped out on with music direction for Robi Hachi in Zombieland Saga, and this was the only credit I could see for David Wall as a music uh, director. Amanda Lee has lyricist is the lyricist she does a lot of covers under her own uh branch amelie and that's about it (coughs) sorry that took forever it's okay and sean christmas normally for at least my knowledge um he he's done a lot of mixing for amelie's songs as well yes all right so Gigi, why don't you start us off Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's start off with the music first because it's really kind of a very large part of this show. Um, first of all, from the very first song, I could tell that Amelie wrote those lyrics. Yes. <laughs> like if you if you're if you're a fan of Amelie, which I am, um, mm-hmm. yeah, those are definitely her lyrics. Um, she just has this style about them that flows, um, and it's it works in this series. Um, all the singing really sounds professional. And it's mixed really well. Um, also, one thing that I could feel during these songs, like a lot of times when people dub over anime songs, it, they sound kind of wooden when people are singing mm. just because they're trying to get like all the things in the right places and all the syllables and all the notes. And a lot of times um, dub actors aren't professional singers, which is fine. But um, this sounded really professional. Mm-hmm. It sounded like there were a lot of emotions behind the songs and behind the vocals in them, which is really great because um, as we get into talking about the directing, um, a lot of these actors are new. So I don't know if they're singers or not. I know some yeah. of them are singers, but uh, let's talk about this. So Amber Lee Connors and her crew directed a very large ensemble cast. And most of them were new or newish actors. Um, She had to cast people who had to be able to sing. What a project. Mm -hmm. Like this, I know I talk about passion projects a lot for directors and writers and actors and everything. I, I feel like this might have been one of them just because of everything that went into every single episode. It's a lot. This is a lot to do. Um, then they did it in simuldub style, which to me was outlandish. Like, I can't believe all of that. Um, all the, the whole crew for Direction has all the respect for me. Um, nobody sounds alike in this dub, which mm-hmm. is also great because there's a million boys. And, you know, once you start getting into the millions of boys, a lot of them could sound alike. And I did like the fact that a couple of um, more well-known voice actors had smaller cameos in there, where if you were looking for a certain someone, you might be able to find them. Mm-hmm. Like the entire swim team. <laughs> thanks yes. for basically casting my fake voice actor reverse harem. Appreciate it. 
all of my husbandos in one and, place. And the, and the president of the swim of the swim team is, of course, your husband, Ian Sinclair. So Gigi's like, I prefer him. this version of the freedom. Yes. <laughs> Yes, give me this one. I can I can make <laughs> that joke because Josh is in the actual freedom. Yes. <laughs> it's a different Sosuke, but it's okay. Right. A different Sosuke. It's fun. Sosuke? Oh, um, what, what was that... it? Was it? Hello, Sosuke, Sosuke. Yes. <laughs> I loved it. Um, okay. So, with the with the writing, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. So, um, once you start this anime, you're thinking this is a tropey idol anime. Um, but you have to kind of prepare yourself for the twist that comes in the middle. So, yes, there are a lot of tropes and a lot of tropes with the characters and with the voices. But the good part about it is that they all are differentiated. So, you can mm-hmm. kind of take the tropes out of it a little bit. And then once that twist happens, I don't know. Maybe it was me. I kind of felt like a shift. Um, you guys know the ghost stories dub? Yes. I've never I never watched ghost it. stories, but I I've fucking heard of it. own it's it. Infamous. it. Ghost I, stories is infamous, and Megan keeps telling me I have to fucking watch it. So, so I'm very infamous for disliking the ghost stories dub because I don't think it's funny, and I think it's kind of offensive. Mm-hmm. But oh no, it's totally offensive. Of, it is intentionally yeah, I, offensive. I know it is. I, that's just not my humor. But I feel like this, like, once the twist hit, could have been almost like a gag dub, but I was mm. living for it. Yeah. I was like, this is what I would want in a gag dub, but it's not a gag dub. Like, I just I just loved it. Um, All the different dialogue styles that had to be written for this. All the memes that were in there. Somebody said lit like all the time. The yes. stan people. The cat stan the swim team. Hello. <laughs> called out the three of us things. Um, it, everything like all the humor in the writing just made it so good. Um, Uta. The writing for Uta. I know some of it was um, improvised in the booth. But writing for him was like a category onto himself. Because... <laughs> Uta is fucking nuts, and I'll Uta's talk more about Uta's a special Uta kind of. Uta's, Uta's a special kind Uta's of. Uta's a very. Person. Uta's a very special boy. He's a, he's special, a special kind of trope there. Um, and when the twist clicked, God, did I feel fucking called out? I felt called out, like, and then you kind of like had to know your way inside these games to like mm-hmm. get every single nuance in the the writing, so that yeah. if you didn't get that there was a twist. Like you would know, like it's it's hard to explain because I feel that some people aren't gonna get that this is there's a twist in there. Yeah, like if like, you don't play gotcha games or if you don't play like mobile games, like right. you might not get it. But I I got it and I felt called out. And all I would like to say is thank you to my boyfriend for forcing me, not forcing me, but he made me watch Avatar: The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. And while I didn't really care for the last Avatar thing um i did enjoy that's rough buddy so thank you for that meme and thank you for putting the meme in the show i wrote that down as a note in episode 10 that was that's great. rough buddy i never i that's never would have got buddy. that joke except for what? you babe there's so a that there's you. a that's rough buddy joke there is in episode 10 when yes um Ooh, they're in the I... karaoke room and they're talking about something and uta says that's rough, rough buddy. buddy yeah damn you uta <laughs> Uh, can I just add one little point? Because um, 
I I did live tweet some of my reactions. Oh, I did too. I retweeted like most and, of my and, reactions. Um, th- and um, there are some points where where some of the the writing on it did get shifted um, from Marissa's original design. And real quick, shout out to the ADR script supervisors Howard Howard Wang and Emily Fajardo for that, um, because <laughs> there was a line. And, and this is the one I, I I found out about flavor favor. Yes, yes. You just did me a and, flavor and favor. Like, no, legit. There was a thread, and Marissa's like, I don't think this was me. This might be Amber's doing. And then Amber's like, No, nah, this might be Howard's doing. And then Howard just this gift's like, It's me. me. It's the it's the liar oh, liar. It's the liar liar. It's me gif. Yes, <laughs> I was like, Uta, That's great. Uta dialogue is like a character onto itself. Mush yes. mushy. Hello, Skay. So Skay. He is so quotable. Like, Uta, I wish Uta. more people would watch this show so I could quote him constantly. Uta, Uta, Uta. Is, is my favorite character because I'm pretty sure that even though they live in a game simulation and in Japan, that boy is on some magic fucking mushrooms. Uta's mm-hmm. my, I will admit, Uta's my. I'll say this now. He's my favorite performance. He's not my favorite boy, though. Because he's my favorite performance, s- but he's up there. Uda. I will talk about Uda when we get to him. Uda because, probably uh, s- my my opinion is weird. Uda probably <laughs> smells like bong water <laughs> and cotton candy. Me. He's he's a, he's on a fluffy cloud. It's fine. Yeah, he's on he's on a cloud of something. Oh my god, I'm done. Somebody else. He is he he is in a committed relationship with Mary Jane. Look, this is like the token Ranbu of idol anime. We gotta No, that's Ensemble Stars. (laughs) It is Ensemble Uh, Stars. This is a close second. (laughs) Gigi, we're gonna have to rip off that band-aid, but at least Noah will be there for it. Thank you. God, I miss you bitches. I say that as the person who's most excited to talk about it because I fucking love that dub. Oh god. Is it very good? Not really. Am I entertained? Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, should I go now? Yes. yes. Okay. I'm gonna- Look, Gigi has pu- ha- Gigi has puffed and passed to you, Stephanie. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yes. I will inhale. I will inhale the puff. Uh <laughs> What the fuck did I just say? Stephanie <laughs> Stephanie is the what is the, is the person who comes up and goes, I would like one marijuana. Yes. <laughs> yes, I 100% am. <laughs> like, oh shit. As someone who's never smoked a day in her life, too. Um, but I know what marijuana smells like. I used to work at a car rental company and people smoked in fucking cars. Marijuana smell is a pain in the ass to get out of cars. I digress. Um, holy shit. <laughs> so, took a turn. Uh, All right, Stephanie, so go ahead. Th- this dub is absolutely insane. This is like a like a monumental task basically of not only dubbing a show regularly, but all the songs and doing all the stuff and it sounds so clean, so like concise, very professional. Like you could like there are so many parts of this dub that not just in the music, but in the dub and the direction and the writing in general, one small slip up and it could like ruin probably the whole thing <laughs> in all honesty. But I 100% appreciate what they did with this show. Like kudos to Amber on, on the directing. Cause like Gigi said, a good amount of the casting in the show um, is a mix of, lesser known actors or don't know who the fuck this person is in my life 
Ver- and then, like, in the smaller, smaller roles, again, we have people like fucking Josh Greeley or Ian Sinclair, as an example, like, coming in in a smaller role. Um, but no, like, you, they really had to cast this show based on, especially based on, like, who's able to sing. That is probably, like, prerequisite number one that they had to take into consideration for this especially with the dub songs in mind um so i the directing and the casting on this is just oh love it like there's so so much diversity and dynamicism in this cast that i absolutely love the writing is just just i couldn't help but smile every single time a weird a weird ass one-liner comes into play and you know me like you you know me like there are shows where if some of the writing and the dialogue is way too like modernized or tropey or memed and all this fun stuff i don't like it and it's usually a problem for me <laughs> i'm learning now that thankfully if a show really goes in that direction and kind of plays with the script on it a little bit more loosely so long as it's done in a very good context to me and done so well that I enjoy it, but for the right reasons, I absolutely love it. And this is one of those cases. I know I recently had the same issue, I, not issue, the same thing pop up for Okami-san and um, Toilet-bound Hanako-kun. Um, same thing, like, because they those two scripts also took their own liberties with it and it actually worked very well for me. Um and then, real quick, the music. Holy hell. <laughs> Again, this is a behemoth of a task that the, the the team had on hand. And oh my god, did they deliver. Like, I, I also listen to Amelie's songs really frequently. So I also did recognize that it's like, oh yeah, 100% she wrote these songs. And I enjoyed them so much. Um, and I love the mixing that Sean Christmas threw in there and the harmonies and oh my god, it's so much fun. And this show, I've learned that there are people that I never knew could sing before that can sing. <laughs> and I'm like, I am here for this. <laughs> Granted, there are some people in some of the bigger songs toward the end where there's more people and it's like, you're credited, but I actually want to hear you as a solo song. <laughs> 100%. Like, I would have loved to it, loved to have had that if there was more time. Um, but, oh lord, like, this is a strange behemoth of a show and a strange behemoth of an undertaking on Sound Cadence's part and the team just, I think, absolutely nailed it. <laughs> like, oh my god. <laughs> It's it's crazy, but I, I can't say much more than that, honestly. Okay, so I would like to start off by not talking about the music, but about the writing and direction. I think the direction on this is fantastic. It has a ensemble cast that is very well-rounded with veteran voice actors. Um, actors who I think maybe have slipped under a lot of people's radars. Or... Um, I would say out of the three main characters, uh, maybe two of them are super like well known. That being the voices of uh, Saku, Uta, and Sosuke. Because I remember I had only heard about one of them earlier that year because of another Funimation simuldub. But to say Sosuke is actually the one that's relatively new to me. Yes, and we'll get to him. Same. Um. So I like that combination. I like that this is a dub that pulled in people from across the, the country. Yes. Um, and 
because this has people who are you see a lot in Sentai dubs, people you see a lot in Funimation dubs. There are people that pop up in California dubs yes. that are in this. Um, I think that the collective coming together to make this dub a thing is what remote dubs that are being done in COVID era should be striving to do. Mm -hmm. This is a dub that is, I think, a bit of a precedent setter. Uh, before that, like, you obviously have big name projects like Fairy Tale, My Hero, uh, Black Clover that did bring in people from, like, California or Houston, but it was very rare that you would ever see, kind of see, like, the cross between them for a show of this level. Because, yeah. face it, as much as I love shit like Token Rambu in Ensemble Stars and, and, um, that type of stuff, it's still a very niche genre. This is a very niche show. Mm -hmm. This is a show that I watch because I think it's a very interesting experience. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to be able to talk about talk to Etchy Double D, Etchy McDouble D's to sit and watch the show because it's an interesting take on it. Because he's too busy frothing at the mouth for like the newest episode of I can't believe my little sister is the student council president and what will we'll, and I want to sniff her panties. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Can I also just jump in? Like, the fact that you brought up that it's amazing that this show basically could set a precedent for, like, remote recording. There is a show that, at the time of recording this, just started that is a sound cannon show, and I really want to talk about it later on. What 100%. Like, I watched the first episode. Holy, like, the first two episodes, I'm like, okay, I want to talk about this. <laughs> it's Arte. Arte has- Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Arte yeah. has a cast right. that literally spans two countries. I didn't know that was Sound Cadence. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Marissa's Marissa helming it. Yeah, Marissa's helming cool. it, and the lead the lead actors are Felicia and another guy who lives in like Canada. Yep, nice. and Wayne Grayson's also in the dub. Yeah, the voice. Yes, of Joey. Joey Wheeler. Joey Wheeler's in there. Yeah, it's it's great. I'm like, oh no, but like 100. percent That's I, I want to talk about that show later on in the future. Like 100. percent Yeah, sure. like, yes. and that's the thing is like I like that this is a, a cast that was kind of more like across the country. Instead of being completely insular like other casts can be. And I'm hoping that going forward, a lot more casts for shows that are a little bit more niche, like your idol shows, mm -hmm. can broaden their pools. Granted, I want that for all shows, so there's that. Music-wise, okay. So I'm the person who loves anime dubs but usually hates dub songs. Right. I, I do not usually like them. And mm -hmm. it's, it's based off of bad experiences with some people who are very vehemently for them to the point of being incredibly rude and it just turns me off from them. And I will agree that sometimes with Gigi, they are very, very wooden because I think they're beholden to lip flap matching. Yes. And the, a lot of the songs in this, a lot of the songs in this were done in like montage style, which I think fucking saved it. Yeah. Um, yeah it helps. And the other thing is too, is that I think unlike a lot of other insert songs, these were all based off of Vocaloid songs. And frankly, if you're if you're not a person who has ever heard a Vocaloid song, they're computer generated. Mm -hmm. And they have a digital, high, very high pitchy quality to them. And trust me, be, me being the person that I am, I have subjected my mother to enough Vocaloid songs that I think she wants to kill me. Um, <laughs> you subject your mother to a lot of shit. I'm well, surprised well, she no. hasn't killed you yet. I mean, fair. Um... I mean, fair. I'm surprised she hasn't snapped and, like, shoved my... She had the perfect opportunity this morning, too. Um, I love you, Megan's mom. She can't hear you. Still, I'm gonna say it. I love you, Megan's mom. I'll make, sure, she, I'll make sure she hears that when we put this out. Go. Um, 
But no, I, I like I said before, I've watched the um, Makaku City Actors, which is another series that is based off of Vocaloid songs. And even that, in there, all of the songs were actually recovered for the show by, like, an actual human singer. Um, which is a fun fact that I don't think anybody else really knows, because why would you ever watch that show? It was fucking awful. Um, and I still want it dubbed, and I would 100% want Sound Games to do it and, cover the, and dub the songs. Um, mm-hmm. 100%. So, I I absolutely love these. I think this is some of the best dub singing in, in a dub I've heard. Mm-hmm. And the like, yep, for sure. I actually thought this was better done than the Sar and Zomni songs, and those were, I think, were yeah. a lot more labor intensive. Now that yeah. you say that, one hundred percent, I agree. The production value is much higher, one hundred percent, than the Sarah Zomni. Which I liked. I liked the Sar and Zomni dub songs. I thought they were right. very well done. I thought yeah. I thought they were incredibly hard. I can't believe they did those on a simul dub schedule. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was fucking insane. Yeah. Um, but th- these came out like a lot better these were and and i have to agree with this this is a lot of people i i knew could sing because i've watched them sing in other stuff um i've specifically heard a couple of other people sing because they they maybe do covers on their own time Mm -hmm. uh they have it as we recently found out somebody has a a decree has uh done musicals in uh, his hometown city that we were very surprised to learn that he had done that musical uh, and we'll get to that when we get to him. <laughs> You're welcome for that discovery, by the way. Yeah, fuck you. Uh-huh. Um, so I I genuinely think that this is a dub that should be lauded. Even if you don't think it's very good, there's a lot of technical stuff that went into this. And there's a lot of technical things that went that get, I think, ignored by a lot of dub fans. Like mixing and lyric adaptation and song mixing. Because that's the other thing. Sometimes songs sound like they're on a different wave level than the rest of the show's, like, dialogue track. Yep. And yep. I didn't yep. notice that at all in this. And my TV is a piece of shit. Um, so just it, general it, overall compliments to the, to the cast and crew of this. Yeah. It wasn't just the song mixing that was really good. Like, the dialogue mixing was really good. Because no, I, yeah. I had captions on when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. And there are little parts that, like, Uda saying in the background that I'm, like, straining to hear in a good way because they're not captioned. And I'm like, what's this gremlin going to say? Come on. Come on, Uda. Say it a little <laughs> louder. I know you're going to be in there. So you, like, have to, like, catch them. They're, like, Easter actors, eggs. I Uda, love it. Actor, actors, Uda's connection. Because we all love him. Yes. 100%. Hey, I, Uda can- Pri. Can I add one thing? What? I know it's probably an impossibility of this happening. I said this in our chat. Uh, my dearest wish is a sound cadence dub for Uda no Prince-sama. Yes! 100% would let them do it. I would 100% uh... be for a sound cadence dub of Uda no Prince-sama. <laughs> I would 100% be down for it. Uh, I would, I'm Gigi, just like, would you let them do Suki Uda? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Idolish 7, go for it. Yes, please, Crunchyroll, please let Idolish 7 out of jail. Let Marissa touch it. She would make it gold. All the rest, please <laughs> let, take let, them. Let's, let's, let the Sound Cadence team touch some shit. Come on, let's just, go. Just let Sound Cadence... You know, Kane- I'm only, I'm, I only say uh about Udapri because it's Udapri, and I know the fan base, and they will flip their shit if anybody but Mamoru Miyano is Tokyo, so... They can fight me. I have, I have mentioned to David Wald many times that if this ever comes across his plate at Sentai, please steal it and please play Kamu. I will accept no other actor <laughs> as Kamu. None. So. I'm just He'll saying fucking do I've it learned too. to... As a Love Live fan, I've just learned to ignore people. <laughs> it's well. it's it's like look, 
I've just English le- speaking people can have fun with their shit too. All right, let's, it's let's, just let's like, be real. It's just like cool. I'm just gonna take my ball and go over here where people aren't being assholes. Yes, that's really it's it. hard. Sometimes it mean people follow you. You know how it goes. I but know it's true. That's when you but- kick them in the genitals. Well, anyway, I don't <laughs> Reven- want to talk about this. <laughs> Revenge is a dish served by kicking a dude in the nards. <laughs> but no, I would be down for a sound cane stub for Udafrey. The like, boys. 100%. Before we get into the actors, we have to talk about some background characters, including the one actual woman in the entire show who means something. And the villain. Yes. Terminal side ponytail. Ponytail. Have you... <laughs> Anime fans, let me have a PSA with you for a second. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be Captain America turning around a chair. Oh no. <laughs> so you've noticed a character you like has brown hair and a side ponytail. She's got about two to twelve. She's got about two to ten episodes. It's terminal. Yep. There is no cure. Yep. And it's all your fault <laughs> because you got emotionally, you got emotionally invested in this. At least Nozomi is alive. Surprisingly, surprisingly, Nozomi is alive. I. She, she had the she, dead girl hair. She did have the dead girl hair, but she's she, surprisingly she had, alive. Don't worry, she got she got a little she got a little uh, she had a little cannabis therapy thanks to Uda. <laughs> oh Christ! <laughs> anyway, she got a little she got a little CB CD weeb oil. If you know what I'm saying, Christ. <laughs> and then there's the boss. Dun dun dun. He's the he's the asshole at the at the gotcha game site who who says that the server is dying because it's hemorrhaging money. But in real truth, he got Al Capone. And it's your fault that he, he set the shitty rates. He set the shitty... He set the shitty... He set your shitty rates. He's the reason why you can't get any five stars and get you can impact. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's the reason why you keep getting more Summer Beach Show Cecils. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> He's he- the reason why He's I keep getting... Why- <laughs> He's the reason why Magia Record got shut down in the US. Juan Juan. He's the reason why the Kimono Friends game failed. <laughs> Can we talk about who voices these characters, please? I'm not done making him sound evil. <laughs> you you already made him evil enough, <laughs> alright? <laughs> he he got rid of the cats in the town. He stole your brownie. And he thinks. And he thinks that there should be another sister season of my sister, my writer. <laughs> Megan, please. He also comes on forums and complains that Golden Kamui has too much man service because he's a coward. <laughs> what? <laughs> he's Fuck the person noise. who looks at he look he's the person who looks at the otter scene in Golden Kamui season two and goes, no homo. <laughs> Fuck that noise. All the homo. I don't give a shit. Let's go. <laughs> to which this man, I'm excited for Golden Kamui to come back, by the way. This man simps for Rhea and Fire Emblem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, playing Nozomi Otonomiya is Caitlin Glass. <laughs> playing the boss is Kent Williams. Caitlin Glass will know his characters such as Mio Avocata and Free, Tomoe Oriki and Hyoka, and Nefertari Vivi in One Piece. <laughs> Kent Williams, you'll know as the judge and Ace Attorney. 
<laughs> to which I just think of the fucking Ace Attorney of I'm gonna come all over them tits. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the Ace Attorney bloopers. <laughs> He's Deus Ex Machina in the Future Diary and Rigard in that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Go ahead, G go ahead, Steph. Oh, Little Jesus Steph Christ. We're not even, like, a full hour into this. We're just starting on the characters, and we're- <laughs> Oh, are we already an hour in? Holy shit. We're 48 minutes oh. in. <laughs> Holy fuck, I hope you're ready. Oh, lord. I don't even know who's editing this right now. Uh not me. <laughs> anyway. So, Caitlin and Kent, right? Okay. I'll start with Kent Williams, because he doesn't really pop up a ton in the show. Um- just to act as evil plot device, essentially. Um, but he—he's—he has a calm, cool, collected demeanor, and it's just like this is what we're doing. This is what's happening, Keishi. Like you—we're gonna shut this down. You think you can get away with this? Like it's like we can just take the data and make a new system. <laughs> like he—he's like a smarmy asshole, and it's great. It's not on the level of fuck you, Detective Man from Death Parade, but, um... <laughs> uh, can no, we... but fuck him for trying to kill our boys, fuck, am I right, girls? Fuck him right? for trying to kill our boys. Um, fuck the boss, not Kent Williams, thank you very much. Let's make that distinction clear. Uh, <laughs> um, no, Kent Williams is, is a joy. Kent Williams is always a joy when he pops in and dubs to me, especially in, like, fun, char fun characters like this, for instance. Um, and then Caitlyn is known as me. She has a little bit of a larger role. Because uh, she's seen more consistently throughout the show. She tries to be this, for the most part, this positive ray of sunshine for Saku. Um, trying to encourage him to be able to live his life. Um, especially because throughout the majority of the show, it is believed that she is dying and she will not survive. So her main role at that point is trying to push Saku to be able to live without her when that time comes. And uh, Caitlyn is great. Uh, she's a fun, like, big sister, kind of a maternal figure role because we have no indication of what happened to their parents at all. Um, so she, so Caitlyn takes on the maternal role, essentially, and she does so phenomenally. Uh, but she manages to survive. Uh, and, and we're all happy because Nozomi's sweet. We must protect Nozomi. She's the one female character in this show. Can we please protect her? <laughs> Sweet, sweet nose of me. Um, but no, both these roles were fun and enjoyable. I do like them a lot. They're just not huge prominent ones throughout the course of the show. So, All right, Jeej. Uh, I didn't write down anything for this. I wrote my own notes, which was basically me writing down characters that either I liked or thought were important enough to write notes about. So I will say that before the twist happened, I was really feeling Nozomi, and I felt that that bitch was going to die. So mm -hmm. when she didn't die, and I felt like she was actually dying throughout the whole anime, like the voice sounded like death, I was like, oh, how did this happen that she's not dead? Good on ya. But she did a I really got, good job of convincing me that she was going to die. I got better. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. They tried to turn me into some data. But guess what? I'm just a plot device. I'm she not turned me. She turned me into a newt. A newt. I'm an N card. I got better. <laughs> instead of a UR. <laughs> Fuck. Nobody wants me. I'll just sit here in the hospital and die. Why are we talking like this? Anyway. Why not? <laughs> I know. 
Fuck my life. Uh, Listen, I offended the French in the Smile Down the Runway episode. It's time to offend the British. <laughs> Just wait till Emma Victorian Romance hits. Oh, no. Oh, oh man. No. I can't wait for that episode. I can't wait either. <laughs> Guess I don't even, we don't even know how that's going to work out. Like, I think, like, at least I, half I have, of us I have. It. I have, I think, both seasons funded. I, 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 fund, I, I funded season one, but I um, the slacker backed season two. So I got yeah, that's what I mean. I got them. Don't worry, the girl who hates accents got them both. <laughs> oh, uh, anyways, uh, uh, Kent Williams, I really didn't pay that much attention just because I was angry because he was consistently giving me summer beach show Cecil and bad gotcha rates. So therefore. <laughs> Good job being mean, Kent Williams. Thanks for ruining my life and taking my money. Nice. And killing my husbandos. Good Again. job. Attempting to murder them. Good thing that the girls won. Haha. <laughs> Hell yeah. What's stronger than one man being a dick? A stampede of pussy. <laughs> Woo! <gasps> Fuck yeah. <laughs> just Simba. Simba's in the gorge. Somebody just... Jackson, I'm gonna need you to Photoshop me something. <laughs> and it might so be a little not safe. So for... right, right off the bat, we're giving this to Jackson again. Okay, good to know. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying that we're gonna give it to Jackson. What the fuck, Love Live? Get back in the game. <laughs> Did you fucking time out on me, you bastard? What happened? I was playing alive while Gigi was talking because I I needed to play my daily, and then all of a sudden my game was like, Nah, fam, you're gonna just That's you okay. bitch. Guess it knows who you recording support. Guess who called Apple support today because I couldn't pay $8.99 to get my Shining Box re-uploaded in Udapri and I thought somebody had hacked my Apple ID because it wouldn't work. Me. Was it Gigi? It was Gigi. Welcome to Guess the life what, of uh, a couple of couple of women who like playing idle games. Uh-huh. Guess what Gigi had to do? Restart her fucking phone. What Oof. a dumbass. You're not a dumbass. It's the computer who's dumb. Look, I just needed my fucking 95 prisms, okay? <laughs> anyway I'm done okay so let me talk about the spawn of satan and <laughs> the angel the spawn of satan and the oh my god stupid joke <laughs> Megan you'll remember this archangel Mikhail oh fuck Caitlin what... Was so that's what happened to that archangel from fucking Maria <laughs> shit archangel... after archangel she made Sunny. After she made Sunny go explode, <laughs> she reincarnated into into apparently a game as this sickly sickly woman. Man, this isekai sucks for her. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, I want you to know that when when I watched Maria the Virgin Witch and Caitlyn's character made Sunny's character blow the fuck up like a balloon, I thought he was giving her a hug. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, so I will take your word okay, for it. Okay, so this evil priest tries to choke out the archangel, mm-hmm. and my dumbass thought he was giving her a hug. I mean, that's perfectly understandable. <laughs> and of course, archangel's like, I'm not taking your bullshit. You die now. <laughs> Boom. So, uh, I keep forgetting. Once again, I'm recording back on my laptop, which means I have my titty mouse. <laughs> and I keep, I keep touching the titty. <laughs> for the furry titty mouse. Anyway. Yes, he's, he's got little chest hairs. It's great. Um, So, Caitlin Glass as Nozomi was very sweet. Very chined. Uh, I like that you could tell that she was dying. I know when she writes the... Okay, so there's a part where she gives her brother a bag. Yes. And I was like, is that her soul in there? <laughs> oh my god! 
I was like, okay, because the episode's like, there are white ghost people that control the town, and if you're nice to them, they grant your wish. So I thought she was gonna fucking turn into one. Wow. Before you oh. find out, before you find out later that they're just trial avatars, they're like the assholes who keep doing a free trial to Netflix, and then canceling so they don't get. It. And then canceling it to get another free trial. I thought she was going to turn into one of those. So I thought she literally gave him her soul in a bag and she was going to die. Oh, shit. <sighs> Man, I write weird fan fiction. Um, weird? You write so no, the best I, fan fiction. What are you I, fucking talking about? Listen, nobody was having sex in that one. Um, <laughs> no, so... I thought Caitlin was really good as the dying sister. I thought she was nice and friendly and she had to play the dying when she needs to. Kent Williams as a dickhole McAttempted murder. Oh, man. Uh, he was, he was mass, nice and mass evil. Mass genocide. Mass, he's just, it's okay. They don't have feelings. Remember, your, your JPEG that you spent $89.99 on ha doesn't have feelings. Stop. And they're just gonna... <laughs> calling me... <laughs> out. Kamu's birthday only comes once a year. It's okay, Gigi. Remember, you're helping keep Kamu alive. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to drop 40 bucks for Rin in like three weeks. Don't. It just, it's okay. Oh my god. But he's he's the guy he has that level of it's okay your nintend your neopets never going to die we can rebuild him <laughs> oh shit he's the asshole who tells you your neopets gonna die <laughs> coincidentally Same. i would love it i would love your i would love a neopets anime oh my god fuck gg yes your neopets can never die that's good to know. <laughs> okay, who among us didn't have a Neopets account? Me. I had one, yeah. I did not. I Once had again, a Webkins, Steph too. Once again, we proved that Steph didn't have an actual childhood. This is true. <sighs> had, yeah. Didn't have a Neopet. Didn't go to a Chuck E. Cheese. I live a sheltered life in the state of Maine, alright? <laughs> All she did was sit in her cottage and eat lobster. Look, <laughs> lobster's delicious. Fuck you. <laughs> Did you know? Okay, so I just want to say that lobsters and crabs are the same type of creature. Just one is folded hot dog style, and the other one is folded hamburg style. It's I hate true. my hamburger style. You're right, and I hate you now. I hate my life. <laughs> oh shit! Who's there? Next? Wasn't a there wasn't a crab neopet, but there was a there was one called a loop. And it was a wolf, because Lupe is wolf in Spanish. God damn it. Also, they totally ripped off the Little Mermaid, because they had, like, cute little aquatic ones, and there was a good one and a bad one, and their names were Floatsums and Jetsums. Wow. That's nice. good shit. Uh, I'm on a roll. And you know what? You know who else is on a roll? The Culture Club and the Beautification Club. <laughs> oh, we're put my, are we putting uh... them together? Yes. Okay. Let me get my chart that's done by hair color. All right. So, so there is Ushio Azabu, who is the head of the Japanese Culture Club. He's got a bowl cut. He literally looks like uh, Ikto's like long lost brother from Pro uh, Smile Down. I, I, I almost that. called him Project. I almost called him Project One Way and caught myself. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Side note: the Two time episodes in a row. Side note: at the time of recording this, Smile Down the Runway episode is online. So please go and watch that episode. <laughs> 
Uh, he looks like Ikto's brother from Smiled on the Runway, but he's far more violent and thinks he's an actual samurai, and God forbid you if you cross the streams country-wise. <laughs> Karu Narugo Hell is yeah. another member of the Culture Club. He's the guy that has the Kudo bow and arrow, and in the, like, the last step, like, the second to last episode, the only, he he's, shoots out- He's basically the only one with an actual ponytail. Yes. He also shoots out the window like a gangsta. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, there is uh, Ray Ichiodani, who's the head of the Beautification Club. He's got, like, the red hair and the green eyes and the kind of, like, bullish cut. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who gets really mad that uh, Rio has cats on campus and keeps leaving all the cans around. And then there's Kakaru Iyamori. He's got a mullet. He has a sister complex. He loves his sister. Stir. And he's got a mullet. Yes. Like, no wonder your sister is embarrassed of you. Have you fucking seen yourself? <laughs> Shit. Not wrong. Who the fuck let Joe Dirt into this anime? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. All right. So playing Ushio is Mike Haimoto. Playing Karu is Jared Green. Playing Kakaru is Sam Biggs. And playing Ray is Mike McFarlane. Mike Haimoto, you'll know his characters such as... Uh, Kazush Kain in Domestic Girlfriend, Karo Ijuin in Tata Never Falls in Love, and Shuhei Yonizuka in Aochan Can't Study. Jared Green, you'll know his characters such as Ryuji in Darwin's Game, Koro Kiryu in Ensemble Stars, and Rock in Nanbaka. Sam Biggs, you'll know his characters such as Skumo in Nanbaka. And Mike McFarlane, you'll know as Gene Kirstein in Attack on Titan, Tybalt in Romeo X Juliet, and Odebeck Alton in Yuri on Ice. All right, Jeej. Uh, okay, so I'm going to skip over Ray because I just, he wasn't important to me. Uh, I will also skip over Kakaru, although I wrote him down and then later crossed him out. So um, both were fine. You were fine, fine boys with fine acting. Just nothing that really stood out to me personally. Um, so let's talk about my favorite performance in the whole anime, and that is Ushio. <laughs> um not my favorite character he's not my best boy but this is my favorite dub performance in this anime um because this is the best like i believed this bitch was obsessed with traditional japanese everything like i was <laughs> like put me in a kimono you could wear a yukata maybe that's backwards ushio would correct me and then hit me with one of those wooden sticks and i would be fine with it um <laughs> Oh, the last episode got me. Like, there's the one where there's, like, the tea thing going on. Like, I mm-hmm. believe that he would cut me because I drank the wrong tea. Um, but the the sword fighting episode at the end, that was what put it over the top. And I was like, yes, Mike Haimoto, yes. Um, he said this line, and he was like, fear not, knaves. And I was like, yes. <gasps> he went full ham for a second. It was it, great. This bitch LARPs. It bitch was LARPs. so over dramatic. the whole it's, it, thing. It's I like, loved l- it. It's a mix of, like, LARP or, like, Chinibio issues <laughs> oh it was it's fucking blessed it was the best um i actually thought this would be megan's favorite character because it reminded me a lot of token ronbu he he's he's kind of like he's kind of a scene stealer for me but uta is just so strong i know i know um kaoru also was really high up for me um so there's like this tiny growly tone in Jared mm-hmm. Green's voice that like fucking gets at me. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, uh, you were almost best boy. If you would have had more episodes, Kaoru, oof. 
Um, but he also kind of sounds like a narrator. Like mm. I want him to read me a story and like this okay. weird voice. But right. <laughs> then check it because I don't know who how many of you are gonna get this reference because I spent twenty minutes trying to Google it for the boyfriend because he didn't know what I was talking about. Okay. He fucking sounds like the movie phone guy. <laughs> <laughs> That probably dates me slightly. Oh, God. But what if he was the movie phone guy? I don't think so. Jared Green, are you the movie phone guy? <laughs> <laughs> if you are, can you call me and say, welcome to movie phone? Oh um, he sound, sounds like the fucking movie phone guy. That's and amazing. I'm here for it. Thank you for existing. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. You've reached the Karu phone. <laughs> Please read me the description to Billy Madison <laughs> and how many stars it has. Shit. Hubie Halloween Billy can you read the little lines of the Netflix for, for us. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh God. I was reading My Androgynous Boyfriend the other night, which is a fantastic manga. Yeah. And if you're into if you're into good ro- uh, romantic comedies, you should wa- uh, read that manga because it's fantastic. And uh, I love their knockoff Netflix, a Netflix original series. Oh my god. That's great. And instead of instead of it being Terrace House, it's called Log House. That's amazing. God damn it. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, these boys were uh, fucking great. I curse a lot when I get excited. But I don't worry, I just curse a lot. Ushio is my favorite performance. Mike Haimoto fucking kills it again. How many roles is Mike Haimoto gonna kill? Like literally all i don't know we still gotta floor. we still gotta watch run with the wind man i do i do need to watch run with the wind fuck because he's uh he's everyone's uh he's everyone's boy prince i still guy who... i still gotta watch golden time i do too oh that's right because he's bonry quickly bonry <laughs> oh my god no I but like no shit. no because have Gigi, have you ever seen any gifs or clips of Run with the Wind? Um, is oh, I'm getting this mixed up with the one with the guy who has the owl. Serene, you're mixing it with Serene. Yeah, no, so the yeah. no, no. So Mike's character in Run with the Wind is a manga nerd who like hates running and sucks at it at first. That's amazing. And he runs like me walking through a con where he's like shuffling and dying. And his character's nickname is Prince. God fucking bless. All right. I I love Prince is an internal mood, by the way, (laughs) y'all. Sounds about right. Shit. Are you done? Uh, Yeah, I'm done. I'm going to go next and let Steph go last. Okay. So I'll talk about Mike first. I actually could not tell that that was Mike McFarland. I kept getting confused. And frankly, so did a lot of the internet. Um... (laughs) The official actor song connection wiki, which I didn't use for cast information, I used it for pictures, mm-hmm. says that this was played by Robert McCollum. <laughs> you guys are wrong. It's Mike McFarland. I've checked on both Soundcadence's website and ANN. Whoops. Uh, he was he was a good Ray. He didn't stand out. He had his moment where he's like, Rio, stop bringing all the pussy to campus, and I don't mean the girls. Um, and then... Uh, Sam as Kakaru. I'm not familiar with Sam at all. Mm, the same. It's been a hot minute since I've ever watched Nambaka, and I don't remember that character. I don't even remember which character that is. I don't either. Um, like I, I'll, I'll admit, I've seen like maybe seven episodes of Nambaka. Like, he, like uh, I've seen the whole thing, and I don't even know who that fucking character is. I'm gonna I'm figure looking, this out. I'm looking him up. I'm gonna look him up. You, 
No, I, I need to look at him too. Oh, he's the guy with the, he's the pink haired ninja looking motherfucker. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, he's number 1399. Yep. Apparently. Okay. Uh, so I actually really liked his Kakaru. I thought Kakaru was the, the right amount of obnoxious teenage boy who was way too happy about his sister. Uh, though again, please, for the love of God, someone give him a haircut. <laughs> yes. 100% yes. It is, it is 20 fucking 20. <laughs> and this was done in 20 fucking 19. Look, look, we do look. not allow business in the front, party in the back, unless you're a hockey player. Look, look here. The hair salon's already opened. Uh, Kakiru, please go get a haircut. Wear a mask. I don't get care. A, wear a mask, get a haircut. Wear a mask, get a haircut. Like, look, I don't care if you just, like, tie him down and just shave it off. <laughs> just, you are a part of the, of, of the campus beautification club. And sometimes beautification doesn't come from within. It comes from tying him down and getting rid of the mold. Fucking God. Um, <laughs> just, I, I fucking hated it. Just please give him a goddamn haircut. Have I mentioned that I love, like, I do love my m- me some OG episodes, but fucking ladies night always kills me too. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, I love you, bitches. <laughs> so, Jared Escaru is the softest Jared. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that that was Jared Green, because it's not the type of tone I usually associate him with. Sorry, Jared. Uh, you play a lot of growly, big, buffy men. Yes. And, like, older dudes. And then Shinzo. Who... <laughs> Look, I love Jared, but Shinzo sounds like he smokes 40 packs a day. Um, Don't you diss my son. Fuck you. Look, Shinzo's a very good boy, but he's a very deep voice. (laughs) He's a good boy. I love him. I also like him as a Kiryu in Ensemble Stars, another character who's teenage boy deep voice. Um, Like, I don't think I've heard Jared go this soft, except for his character, uh, Otagine, in Token Rambu. There Mm. it is, Gigi. Um, Hey. I was gonna slip it in somehow. Uh, so no, I really, I genuinely really liked it. I love in the last episode, second to last episode, where he's taking uh, Cher- uh, Derek Snow and I think Brendan Blaber around. Um, yeah, we, we didn't get a confirmation. Lot of, there's a lot of actors. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a lot of people we didn't talk about that were in this show, like uh, Ian Sinclair, Aaron Dismuke, Alejandro Saad, Brendan Blaber, Kellen Goff, Derek Snow, um, Siren Strange. There's a bunch of people in this. Danny Chambers, like... There's just a lot of like little one-off characters mm-hmm. that we're not talking about. Sorry, guys. Um, but no, so I really like that this was a Jared that I, I wasn't 100% familiar with. And then there's Mike Haimoto stealing and chewing the scenery as Ushio. Uh, just the, that, that first... Him and Jared's performances off each other are fantastic. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that people they don't record in the booth at the same time, but there was some energy level between them both. Yeah. And it was fantastic. And I want them paired up in scenes again, especially comedies, mm-hmm. because I think they complemented each other very well. I think that they were in that kind of same, like, you could tell they were boys at the same age, but they didn't sound like each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I genuinely thought that was a lot of fun to listen to. And Mike is just having a fucking ball as Ushio. Ushio is a trip. I can't call him a weeb because he's Japanese. Um, he's a Japanese weeb. <laughs> No, no. Okay, so one of my favorite lines in this is when the the feds are blocking off the school. Yes. And he's like, you're traitors to all of Japan. And Jared goes, you're going to give yourself a conniption. Yeah. (laughs) Because I say conniption all the time. So thank you, Marissa. Um, They were were great. And then in the very end where it's like, I've activated my powers. And he just whacks him on the head. It's like, 
I, I wasn't ready. And Ushio has that kind of voice of a guy who thinks he's like prim and proper hot shit, but deep mm-hmm. down he's a fucking mess. He thinks, no, here's like, what he is. he is. He's a Japanese purist. He is like one second. He's like one second from having a breakdown yes. because the sake cups aren't aligned. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the guy who's gonna tell you that your tattoo you think says beauty says like penis. Yes. Like yep. legit. And Jared and and Mike gets that across in his voice. Mm-hmm. So well of like, I am so great. I am so, I am a genius. Oh no! <laughs> That image is, like, Mike's performance as Ushio in a nutshell. And it's a very, very fun performance. So, that's all I have to say. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with uh, Ray and Kakiru first, the Beautification Club. Uh, Mike is kind of there. Um, he's... I did enjoy him as this fun, authoritative figure. The tone of voice is similar to Jean Kirstein. Um... From Attack from, on Titan, least CGI horse. That's my favorite character in Attack on Titan. I love Jean. He's a fun character. Um, tone of voice is similar to that. Um, oh my god. He gets so mad at Rio. Like, why are you leaving empty cans? I didn't bitch pick them up. Um, it's fun. Um, Sam Biggs, I'm not gonna lie. It took me a minute to get into this one. There are a few perform- few performances in this show, and this is a good place for me to start when I say this, that took me a minute to get into, because I did not know the direction this character was going, plus, it, considering who this is, it's an actor I don't normally get to hear. So, of course, it's going to take me a minute to try and figure it out. And God damn it. Can I just say, my favorite moments of Sam's performance, of performance right here is any moment regarding his, his like, obvious sister complex. Like, every single time he's like, my little sister doesn't love me. I told her I helped them make this video. And she's like, well, anyone can ma- help make the video. <laughs> I feel like I should die. <laughs> like, it was so funny. Um, I did not I did enjoy it. It just took a minute to transition to that. I have a confession to make. Yes. I did an oops-a-daisy. <laughs> what? what? I misread <laughs> the sound cadence list of credits. And I thought this entire time that Ushio was Gregory Lush. No, he's the, um... No, Gregory Lush's guy is the guy that Ryo beats up, thinking that he's, like, murdering cats. No, that's Kellen. Oh, that's Kellen? That's Kellen Goff. What is the name of who you're talking about? The name, uh... The actual name is Satoru. That's the name of the character. Um, the reason why I got it mixed up is 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 on the sound cadence site. Ushio is before Satoru, so I accidentally mixed the two. Yeah, I don't even know who this guy is, so. But, um, whoops-a-daisy. So I guess all my notes are related to Mike now. <laughs> Not Gregory Lush. My bad. Um, so. Uh, Gregory. Not Gregory. Fuck, I'm gonna mix it up again. Mike Haimoto is just this cheesy motherfucker <laughs> this Japanese purist that is like why are you having green tea with fucking cannolis you're supposed to have it with Japanese sweets only cannolis are delicious by the way no hard are... pass <laughs> bitch <laughs> um, I don't want cheese in my dessert bitches look it's still delicious fuck you um, <laughs> but anyway. well, what about uh, I would say what about cheesecake but that's not cheese that's cream cheese I will not eat that that is disgusting 
I don't eat it because it gets me sick. And people who fucking put cream cheese frosting on cupcakes are the devil. Fuck you guys. Okay, that one is that <laughs> one is fair. That one is a fair and valid point. All icing is good icing because it's just sugar. Not cream cheese icing. That shit is fucking cream cheese. Get it out. <laughs> it's cream cheese and sugar. I'm Any- sure you're nice anyway. people, but you're ruining my dessert. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, basically, Mike Haimoto's performance in a nutshell. I'm trying to make sure I find my notes that I wrote specifically for Gregory Lush, but they're actually Mike Haimoto notes. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Mike Haimoto in a nutshell is a goddamn drama queen. <laughs> Like, this high-energy drama queen is like, you can't, you can't have green tea with cannolis, they have to be with Japanese sweets. And then, like, being this huge-ass drama queen at the end, fighting off these guards, and he's like, my hidden abilities have been unleashed. (laughs) He's just like, leave me. Like, that was a line that I wrote down, I was like, leave me. It was so funny how it was done. Oh, sweet lord. He, like, he, he was, what was, what, the, what was the context? Oh, he was telling Jared's character, as well as um, Derek Snow, and I, I don't know who the other one is, um, to go ahead uh, to the broadcast room, and he's just like, leave me! He's just acting like this huge-ass drama queen. It was great. Um, no, my Kaimoto was so much fun. I just feel stupid for accidentally getting it mixed up with, with a different person. That's my bad. Um... If it wasn't for a different character in this cast, Kaoru would have been one of my best- is, is one of my best boys, 100%. Because uh, <laughs> uh, this dude is, a, is, is, is like a silent MVP badass. <laughs> like, legit. He's like saving the day, getting the broadcast kids into the broadcast room. It was great. Um, and then blocking the door with them. <laughs> Just holding it. To which, boy howdy, that door got done fucked up. <laughs> That thing, that thing looks like Aaron and them just got the key into it. <laughs> Shit. No, but um, I'm gonna agree with um, <laughs> I'll agree with Megan on this. This is a very soft Jared Green, cause like you said, Jared Green is not usually associated with very soft characters like this. Um, again, all of the like gruff, more ener- hyper energy. He he either has to do gruff, manly characters. Sometimes he plays old older characters like Matsuoka from Invaded, and then he has sometimes the high energy play- characters. Like for instance, you have what's his name, Rock from Nambaka, for instance. Um, but this is a very soft Jared Green, and I absolutely love it. And I am actually very sad for one thing. <laughs> Jared Green is credited and is part of a couple of the larger songs in the last episode. I'm like, dude, what is? Wh- what about Kaoru and Ushio? I would love for them to have their own fucking solo song, bitch. <laughs> like, let's go. I want to hear that. Um, I want them to have. I want them to have like an angry duet, yes. like like the pink and the blue lesbian from Review Starlight. Yes! That'd be so much fun. I would love it. To which I I. I hate that I I can't remember their names, but you know if you've seen Review Starlight, you know the two characters I'm talking about. Yes, but um, no, this uh, I I love Soft Jared. I wish we get Soft Jared more often. Like stop ta- typecasting Jared and things, even though it's great. But <laughs> let him have fun with other things sometimes. It's, I like that. But no, aside from slight adjustment period for Sam Biggs' Cockadoo, I loved all of these performances. All right, awesome. So let's move on from culture and cleaning to archaeology. Save for one. 
right? Say, well, he's our advisor. No, I mean Chiguma. Oh, save for one, yes. Yes, one of them we're gonna do next. Let's talk about their teacher, Washio Utsuki. Their, their intrepid dog boy, Kai Akitsuki. Yay. And Mikey Inoji, or if you can pronounce things right, Mike Inoji. <laughs> who looks like he just walked off of an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> I'm not wrong. I'm okay. Upset and like, yeah, I can't even argue. So like, Uski is the teacher who like seriously thinks something is fucking up with this world. Yes. And he hacks into the Matrix, and then the Matrix catches him. Yep. And they make him evil for a bit, and then he gets snapped out of it by getting kissed by a cat. Basically. And then he knocks out some motherfuckers, and he can't remember. He's also wondering why life is why love is an open door. (laughs) He's wondering how doors work. I think that's one of fucking doors. I think that's one of my fucking doors. I think it's my favorite gag early on is that he doesn't understand how doors fucking work all of a sudden. Gigi, what did you say? I will never be able to unsee this. Could you imagine fucking David Wald singing the Hans part (laughs) in Love is an Open Door? (laughs) Well, we are. By the way, guys, Ushki Ushki is played by David Wald. (laughs) I just like, that's my favorite Disney character of all time. Gigi, I'd say I'd ask your priorities in men, but at this point, I've learned not to ask. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> I've I've seen you at Disney World. <laughs> you missed it God when we went you. to the Frozen sing along, girl. I know I wasn't on the boat. <laughs> no. Okay. So earlier this year, before the malware, Gigi, Itchy, and I went to Disney together, and we went on the Winnie the Pooh ride. <laughs> At like twelve at night. <laughs> Good night, mom. And as we're rounding a thing, there's like an animatronic of Pooh messily eating honey, and Itchy goes, "God, Pooh, you dirty bitch, swallow." <laughs> and Gigi and I fucking lost it. Pooh, you fat it, fuck. fuck. God damn it. Yeah, no, no, that was it. it was Pooh, you fat fuck. I wish I could have gone to that. That would have been the best. The other thing was us testing out the Tron, the Tron light cycle coasters, and it looked like Darling in the Franks, so Itchy and I took a Darling in the Franks picture, and all I posted on was, uh, get into the Franks, JJ or Itchy will have to do it again. I was like, I'm not getting on that bike. Shit. No, if, when the human malware passes, I want all the girls and their boyfriends to take a trip to Disney. Don't worry, we'll just leave Andre in Toontown where he belongs because he's a clown. Um, hey, babe. Hashtag Andrew is Hold on, I gotta bring this to him. Hey, babe. Yes? So apparently when the evil malware is done, all of the ladies and their boyfriends are going to Disney World. He's smiling. We're also gonna leave you at Toontown, by the way, because that is where you belong. He just gave me say a thumbs it. up. Say say why? Because Andrew is over party. Well, he's and and he's a clown. And he's a clown. Um. He's now ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's back. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. G. It's okay. Stuff. We'll leave him in Toontown. Then we'll go to Epcot, get drunk, and then we'll try to fuck the Hans actor. <laughs> there isn't one. <laughs> Can I? Okay, we already run up David Wald. What about the other fucking two characters? Because I need to talk about my best boy. Come on. So- <laughs> Let's go. 
I'm sorry, I'm just imagining Andrew just in Toontown, like, riding the goofy roller coaster, like, this is fine. Do you know that there's a jail in the Toontown at Disneyland? You can can take your picture in the jail. Can we leave a minute? Yeah. Yes, we'll tie him to it, and then the Disney employees will have to break him out. Perfect. (laughs) Done. Anyway, so, playing playing Washio Uski is David Wald. Playing Kai Akizuki is Kyle Ignacy's, and playing Mike Inoji is Damon Mills. Uh, Damon Mills, you'll know his characters such as Hokuto in BDX Neo, Sugoshi Sumino, or the Rat in Junie Tyson's Zodiac War, and Shin Wolford in Uncle Grandpa. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is a joke. Oh, I'm confused. <laughs> Okay, so if you don't know, um, Caitlin Barr, when I think she was recording um, Wiseman's grandchild, her stepson or her boyfriend's son would call it Uncle Grandpa. (laughs) So nobody actually calls it the Wiseman's grandchild. We just call it Uncle Grandpa. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Thank you for the context. Um, Kyle Ignacy, as you'll notice, characters such as Eiji in After Lost, Spearman in Goblin Slayer, and Chiaki Uchimura in Surrey Dury Children. Yes. David Wald, jo- David Wald uh, man of a thousand dilf whispering. <laughs> Hallelujah. The love of our, the, lo- the gay love of our bless. lives. Our king. God bless. Our king, our savior. Yes. Uh, you'll know him as the low hanging fruit in Citrus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear you okay? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm sorry, his name is Sho Ihara and Citrus, Surumi and Golden Kamui, and because I swear to god this is what he fucking sounded like the entire time as Ushiki, Toshio Ozuki and Shiki. Yes! I'm going first. 100%. Um, so, David Wald as, like, the world's sexiest science teacher. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Like, I would roll for that science teacher. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'd like to point out that the the other teacher is J. Michael Tatum, and the gym teacher is Christopher Wakeham. Yes. But those two don't get to do as much. But Ushki gets to, decides that he's gonna fuck with the Matrix. He wants to hack into the system. He wants to. He's the, the guy who's gonna get his ass chased down by uh, what's his nuts? The guy who plays Elrond in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> you know who? You know who I'm talking about? Oh god damn it! Oh fuck! I'm dying right now. Oh shit. Okay. He's the guy who's. Come on, Google. I need you to load. I need you to load. (laughs) Yeah, he's the guy who fucks with Hugo Weaving. Shit. Like Hugo Hugo Weaving is gonna pop out of the vent like it's a like it's a round of Among Us and shake Ushki. And then Mike's body was discovered. Oh, um, fuck. Oh, Mike. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about memoirs of a Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, he's got consumption. God damn it. Yeah. No, so David Wald gets to go on this crazy arc of like being Hans from Frozen, being attacked by Hugo Weaving, fucking with the feds, and then he's evil, which is Gigi's probably favorite thing in the show. Evil till um, evil till God. Technically bless. he's a tilf. Technically he's a tilf. He's a teacher, I'd like to fuck. Fair. Oh. Um fair. Also fair. D- remember <laughs> Do what Tilfs would do. Um <laughs> What would what would Tilf do? 
He would hack the system and get caught mm-hmm. and then turned into a puppet. Yep. I love when he gets snapped out of it. He's like, you made me your puppet? Punch. <laughs> like, chokehold. <laughs> Done. Chokehold! No, so David's got that, like, nice, calm dad voice mm-hmm. for his dumb archaeology kids. Yeah. And then there's Damon Mills as Mike, who is a lot of fun. And it's, again, another another thing where David Mills, I don't think had actually sung in a simuldub until earlier that year for Saren Zombie. Yes. So I actually think he improved a lot. Me too. Because mm-hmm. he kind of gets his song uh, during Memoirs of a Geisha. Um, <laughs> that, where, whole, that whole episode was weird. Let's just fucking talk about that episode, man. <laughs> that episode is like... I hate to bring up anything about a certain website of reviewers, but like, do you guys know what the big lipped alligator moment is? No. Yes. Okay. So, Gigi, have you ever seen All Dogs Go to Heaven? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I know. You know I that know random part in the movie where the alligator just starts singing and they never fucking talk about it again? Yeah, but and you all collectively like go, what the fuck just happened? It's great. That's, though. That, that, that's what that's what this is. It's fantastic, but you're also like, what the hell? So that's what a big so, alligator like, moment is. Alligator moment is. So Mike gets like, okay, so like Ushki fucks with the system, yes. and then all of a sudden Mike glitches out and goes back to like old school Japan, where he gets put into a body of like a geisha lady who's dying of the of ye old consumption. <laughs> I was like, when they're like, she doesn't have that long to live. I'm like, ah, yes, this bitch got TV. <laughs> so Damon gets to sing a song about being a sad geisha. Yes. And then for some reason, Mike's titties are just out. Yeah. I'm like, dude, he's like underage and I'm not here for that. Now, if it was Uski, <laughs> then it'd be legal and we would have a different story. Yeah, so- sorry. Memoirs of an Ushki doesn't come off the tongue as well as Memoirs of a Mika. That's also true, though. That's sad. So, David, David has, like, these really great moments of being, like, an angry little Yu-Gi-Oh character who's been misplaced. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow this motherfucker got out of Duel Links. Fuck. Um, You're right. Shit. And he ended up in this show, but he's gotta do this, like, song about how, like, woe is me, I'm a, ge- I'm a geisha. I almost said I'm a gangsta. <laughs> I'm a geisha. And my, I need to, my, I need to have my master come back. And meanwhile, like, he's like the the straight man to Kai's dumbass. And I love Kyle Ignacy playing dumbass characters. (laughs) He sounds so chipper and so happy. And yet he's going to have this drama, which they start fighting over a fucking gotcha octopus curry thing. It's fucking great. They they start having a fight over like this, this vaguely racist octopus. (laughs) This is like another moment where I feel called out because it's like, if you don't pull the card yourself, did you really get that gotcha? Yup. So did so so essentially you never actually did pull Shiny Wife Mosato. No, because fucking <laughs> the boyfriend pulled Kristen. him for me. And she did it. All my Mosatos belong to my boyfriend. <laughs> is that a loss though? I mean, I'm kinda digging on him lately. Not gonna front. Okay, did you see that one guy from Sleepy Princess who literally just looks like fucking Masato? Yeah. <laughs> I, need to I thought it was him. <laughs> no, but that's, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Oh, God. Oh, shit. So, I think that Damon and Kyle really, when they have to turn on the drama, they nail it. Because, like, also, I love that Kyle, I love that when he, like, wakes up and hugs him, Kyle's like, whoa, what the fuck? 
And I'm like, ah, oh, yes, they're boyfriends now. Yeah, meanwhile, Damon's still in the mindset of, like, I am still this geisha. I am <laughs> like, Master, I've been geisha. waiting for you. And then waiting he snaps out of it. It's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, you need to keep that out of the hospital room, good sir. <laughs> it's like, uh, we um, need to leave. We'll give you some prep time. No, but the thing I really like is, uh, I think Kyle sings another song. He does. It's yes. It's the one in episode two. Yep. Yeah, and he's a really good singer, yeah, too. Yeah, know, right? I'm, that makes me so happy. <laughs> Like, I think his song, he sings uh, Kazumiche Hello World. I think yes. he's fantastic. Oh, yeah. As, as, as the singer for that. And I think he also sings, uh, Damon sings Yoshiwara Lament, yes. which was also fantastic. I think mm-hmm. that for Kyle, that's the only major song for him. He does pop in, obviously, on the ensemble ones at the end of the, at the series, though. Yeah, he's, he, he does the two ending ensembles, yes. but yeah, no, uh, if you go on the Sound Cadence website, uh, for the show... Mm. I think they actually have samples of some of those songs. Yep, songs, and I think um, I think Damon's is one Damon's of them. is one of them. It looks like Kyle's is too, actually. <sighs> yeah, I know. Yeah, so if you ever want to just go listen to them out of context, you can kind of go there. And no, listen. yeah, one hundred percent. They're really good. Um, we'll drop the link for that below. Yeah. Um. So no, that's done. I I really like them. I don't think any of them maybe are my favorite performances or characters in the show. They're all very solid. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And like I said, especially for Damon coming off of watching Star and Zomni earlier in the year, I think that it was a huge step up. Because I, I remember he was very nervous about singing in that, and this he sounded natural. Mm-hmm. I uh go, Gigi. You, you you spoke up first. Well, okay, let me just tell you first of all, I didn't write any notes about David Wald. Shocker. Um What? But Blasphemy. This is, this is the most David Wald David Wald performance ever. <laughs> like I'm just saying like it felt like there not that this is bad because this is really good like there was zero effort for him to sound anything less than natural like he was going to teach me science and then tell me how to shut a door like I literally just the most David Wald performance I think I've ever heard other than ma- well like Ray and Love Stage was a little different but this was like if you're thinking of David Wald like he's the Dilf Whisperer this is top tier right here. Um, Kai, every time Kai spoke, I laughed. I don't know why. I just thought he was just inherently funny. Um, anytime he was talking, I was just laughing. Um, very smooth, like a very smooth voice. Mm-hmm. And I felt that the performance was kind of oblivious and fluffy at the same time, yet it wasn't. I thought it was kind of a standout performance from a character that didn't stand out to me. I don't know. I really liked it. It was just very smooth and I laughed a lot. I don't know why. Kai's voice is just funny to me. Um, And then we have Mike, who used to be my best boy until I finished the anime. At first, Mike was number one because you know how I like them Sundere boys. Um... He was super angry, a little Sundari shit, kind of. There's no, there are no, there's no romance in this. There's no girl, so he's technically like not Sundari. But if you were in a gotcha game, he would be the Sundari type. Like, yeah, this this would be like the type that I would roll for. Um, the Yoshiwara parts were the best, though. There's a little tone flip he did when Mike realized that he was a woman. Yes, and I was like, ooh, that was kind of genius. Right there. It's very subtle. Yeah, but like 100%. Th- but it was it's really no, it's, genius. It's noticeable. Yeah. And uh, 
I really love the song. The song is great. That whole Yoshiwara episode was fucking great. Like, there's a game called The Men of Yoshiwara that I was thinking of the entire time. Because that is a oof, top tier Otome game if you're over 18. And uh, I was just like, oh, is this what this is going to be? And then they were all women. And I was like, oh, that's still kind of cool. I would play that game. So that's why I was like, he's caught in a glitch in another game on their server. And I was like, I'm living for this. <laughs> like, just the plot. And then the whole thing with the gotcha, I was like, called out. Damon Mills calling me out again. So it was, it was a good time. I really liked the archaeology club as a whole. There's another guy who's in there, isn't there? It's Chiguma, but we're going to talk yes, about him next. Yes, we're talking about, talk about okay. him next. I don't know. But yeah, those top tier for me. Yeah, I liked we're, it we're a talking lot. about Chiguma next, and I'm assuming the, uh, there, there's one reason for it, and it's called video games. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Okay, yes. continue on. I'm done. <sighs> I'll, tar- I'll I'll start with uh, David Wald's Uske. Uh This is David Wald playing David Wald as David Wald, <laughs> as portrayed yep. by David Wald. Um, but uh, it's it works so well. He, he like it's very charming and endearing, and like he he's really good with like. It goes back to I love the fact that Megan brought up Doctor Ozuki from Shiki. Because it comes back to kind of this authoritative, a little bit of like authoritative, but also curious and inquisitive. Because Dr. Ozuki was that in spades. And Uski, while it's not the same extent, because Ozuki goes through and sees some fucking shit in Shiki. Okay, to be fair, Uski almost killed them all like Dr. Ozuki did. Ozuki, Uski is not dealing with vampires, though. So. I haven't seen Shiki yet. Oh, shit, Please. my bad. You need to see Shiki Gigi. Well, it is I, amazing. I pulled it out of my storage unit, so. Good. Fucking do it. Happy Halloween. Like, like Gigi, it. legit. Dr. Ozaki was my first time ever hearing David Wald as a voice actor, and I fell in love so fucking fast. Whee! He's so He's scary. He's so good in that show. Um, but I digress. No, David Wald is fun. It's always charming, very authoritative, and it works very, very well. Uh, Damon Mills as Miike. He's such a little sundere. <laughs> He's a sundere, and it's so fucking cute. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I have notes for like I do have notes on some of these guys. Where is Damon? Where the fuck are my notes for Damon? Um. Oh, side note, I wrote the note. Poor David is confused by how doors work. <laughs> I wrote fucking doors. <laughs> how do doors, they work? How do they work? Um. Where are my Damon notes? I know I have some. Sorry, trying. I wrote. See, my notes right now are like a lot of fucking lines and shit. Oh, Damon isn't such an angry soon soon is one of my notes. Oh man. Um. Oh, this is okay. I have three notes basically relating to that one episode. I have Damon is such an angry soon soon. Followed by this show gets so weird and I don't know what to think. This was when fucking Damon just glitches in the Matrix and is now in like a geisha. And then I wrote, and I love this bit, Damon goes full master wishing when he wakes up and it's great. <laughs> like, because when he wakes up, he's like, master, you're here. And the show made a point that in the weird glitched matrix that Damon got trapped in, the master is fucking kind. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They made it, made it like legit. It's Kai. You cannot fucking tell me otherwise. So hence why it got very weird for Fest, and I'm here for it. Like hell yes, let's go. 
Um, boys, get out of the room. They got it. They got it. They got some catching up to do. Um, but no, <laughs> no, Damon is so much fun as Mikay, and he's not just an angry little Sunday kind of character, but he's very sweet. He's very precious. I love how he gets so mad. I'm like, but, but I wanted to pull this thing. I wanted to pull this gotcha. <laughs> He gets so mad. Let me roll. Let, let me, me roll. roll. And it's great. No, Damon has so much fun. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to talk about my bo- best boy, Kai, a.k.a. Kyle Ignace. Uh- <laughs> here comes the TED Talk, guys. Strap in. <laughs> no, 100%. I said in the chat, like, Kai is my best boy. GD's response. Bitch, you would pick Kai. <laughs> I think I said, of course he is. Of course he is. Basically, because I am stupid vanilla, um, and Kai is basically- You're not stupid. Just vanilla. But Kai is a little stupid. <laughs> Kai's a little stupid, and I- He's a goober, and I fucking love him. 100%. He has, like, so much bubbly energy and this uppy attitude, and he's very friendly and charming, and it's, it's just like, oh my god, I love this character. <laughs> And Kyle plays him so, so wonderfully. Like, I don't often get to hear Kyle Ignacy's play these fun, charming, upbeat characters. Uh, nine times out of ten, I'm used to more dramatic characters. Um, with the exception of... Fuck. Suri Dury Children. That's the exception. Where he was part of my favorite couple in the whole show. Um, I think he's one of the... I think he's the guy whose mom walks yes, in Yes, he's part of my favorite couple in the whole show. Um, I, but, like, it's so fun and energetic. Oh, and there's also fucking Mitsuba in fucking Hanako. That is a weird-ass gremlin child. Oh, Mitsuba. Poor Mitsuba. Oh, uh, anyway. No, but Kyle has so much fun, lighthearted energy... And it's just like, oh my god, let's do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna, it's friendship. We're gonna do friendship. And then curry contest. <laughs> curry cook off. Because <laughs> he's an idiot. And he's just like, wait, my boyfriend likes someone else's curry? This is blasphemy. I gotta prove them wrong. <laughs> That's basically how the fucking curry cook off started, essentially. It's Mike not like Mike saying that. The curry that Saku made, which is technically at his workplace, is the best. And Kai gets pissed. <laughs> and is like, you and me, cook off! That shit's the stupidest and the best. But, oh my god. I did not know Kyle could sing. And it is beautiful. <laughs> I love it. 100%. I, it's not my favorite song in the whole show, believe it or not. It's up there. But he's one of those surprise ones where it's like, I, I looked at the listing, I'm like, wait, he has a solo song? What? He can sing? Holy shit, he can sing! It was great. Um, no, ironically, Kyle is not what my absolute favorite performance in the entire show. Kai is my best boy, but it's not my favorite performance in the dub, which is saying a lot. But um, no, like, I love the fun energy that Kyle brings, and I just wish we could see more characters that Kyle gets to play like that. Um, but no, all three performances, I love them. They're solid. Kai is best boy for me, though. 100%. Alright, um, so we're all done there. Let's dig a little deeper. Oh god, that's another Disney song. Shit! Uh, dig a little deeper. deeper. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I love, I fucking love Mama Odie. 
That song's so good. Princess and the Frog. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about Chiga uh, Marume, the kind of, I guess, like, president of the of the club. He's kind of the boss boy. He likes to play video games. And he likes to play them with Minori Shido, another member of the Culture Club slash Tea Club, who is a gamer and a bit of a perv. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm Okay, so... Minori and Chigama end up playing catwalk, yes. and they're the reason that we find out that the whole the whole town is a simulation. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, uh, Chig- Minori has paid to play the game and change his avatar, and Chigama is playing the free version, so he's one of the white ghosts. And Minori becomes one of the cats, and they kind of go around the school until they are found out by the admin and have their memories erased. Mm-hmm. Because they are actors and they cannot play the game that they are a part yes. of. And they, the entire time, think it's an actual, very realistic game of their town. Uh, playing Chigama Marume is Blake Jackson, and playing Minore Shido is Justin Briner. Blake Jackson, you'll know his characters such as Izumi Norimoto in O Maidens in Your Savage Season, Apollo in Is It Wrong to Pick Up a Girls in a Dungeon Season 2, and Takumi Kijima in Aochan Can't Study. Justin Briner, you'll know his characters such as Luck Voltia. In Black Clover, Elam in the Heroic Legend of Ardland, and because I I genuinely want to bring this up because it reminds me of Minori. For all of you who watched this one episode of the show, mm-hmm. he is Johannes Mimer Faustus in Survamp. And now all of you who are wondering who the fuck is this character in Survamp, there's an episode where Clifford's character goes to a lab and meets a fucking crazy mm-hmm. man. That's that him. crazy ass bitch is Justin. <laughs> Fuck my life. Ah, uh, yes. By the way, if you don't remember, Survamp is one of our very early episodes before Mom banned alcohol at recording. Yeah, yeah I was really wasted. The fact that Gigi and I remember any of that at recording is a, a testament to itself. Yeah. I remember we, the only thing I can remember from the best of episode is that Hardy and Andrew made me cry. And that we ruined Piano Man for everybody. Yep. Yeah, it was this and the 91 Days incident as to why alcohol is banned during recordings. The only time, the Unless only time it's we the might dubbies. have a drink and more of a celebratory style is the W Awards. That's it. And handshakers, because I earned it. Yeah, that's that's the other exception. But otherwise than that, no. <laughs> Never. If it's a Studio Go hand show, you're allowed to drink until the animation looks solid. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> All right, Steph, why don't you go ahead? Because you're already uh, talking. Sure. Um, I'm actually going to start with Justin because I'm actually going to bring up a different role only because I just finished and recorded the episode for this the other fucking day. I love when Justin gets to go full pervy during the catwalk stuff. It reminds me of Hanako from Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. Just the tone of voice and the personality and mannerisms 100% remind me of Hanako. Because Hanako is a fucking gremlin and I love him. He's my By the way. What? I'm sorry to stop you. So, um, there's a chat on the Funimation official Discord about how we run our tournaments and one of the things that says, make sure the nomination fits the category. In a best romantic anime tournament, nominated uh, tournament, nominating psychopaths would be ignored. To which one of our users on there and a good friend of ours, Kor, goes, isn't Kogami and Makishima not a romantic relationship? Is Koga and ex Makishima not a romantic relationship? I said, only if you're a coward. Men getting dead. There is one relationship that is good in that show, though. 
And it's 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 them. They're hate no. fucking. There's the two yes. lesbians in the show. Oh. There's two lesbians but, in the but show. But what if I want to watch Kog- Kogami and Makishima hate fuck? You don't get that in the show, though. Well, fuck you, Gen Rabuchi. Give me it. <laughs> At least Gen Rabuchi's gonna give us lesbians. Anyway. Um fuck what was i saying minori justin um no like that whole thing in episode five where they're in catwalk is just <laughs> legit it's just justin briner being pre- it's pre-hanako justin briner before hanako existed <laughs> um and fucking he has some of the- <laughs> he's a so much fun dialogue is like I'm gonna go to the f- to the girls' changing room and watch them change into their swimsuits, and then like early on when Chikuma's trying to find Minori as well, he- he's following girls. And he's looking up at the skirt. He's like, "That is indecent of you." I'm like, "What? I can't help it. I'm a small cat. I I I, I can't help that I want to stare." <laughs> Just like you fucking pervert. It's great. You never hear Justin go full gremlin or full pervert, and this is the best of both worlds. <laughs> like, 100%. Can I- So what are you saying, Easy Miley Cyrus? No. Can I bring up one fact, though? Remember yes. how you mentioned earlier <laughs> shit about musicals? Oh, I'm sitting down for this, Gigi. I hope you are. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you're about to. So, I'm in the midst- At the time of recording this, I'm in the midst of- editing the Hanako Kun episode, right? And um, I was updating headshots for some people. I'm like, okay, I'm wondering if there's an updated headshot for Justin that I can use. So I do a Google search and I see this image of Justin and a few other people with puppets in their hands. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I look at it and it's an article from, I think 2014, maybe? Yeah, it has to be 2014. And it's a review of a production in Maryland for Avenue Q. <laughs> and Justin okay. played Rod in Avenue Q in Maryland in 2014. And I'm like, no fucking way. This is amazing. Oh, I thought, why did I think it was Little Shop No, 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 no. no. But I think it's just because Justin likes Little Shop Might be. But no, he did Avenue Q. Oh, fuck. Which character was Rod again? Uh, the, 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 the roommate. The roommate that might possibly be gay, I think. Oh, that means he got to sing my girlfriend who lives in Canada. I think so, yes. Andrew. What? Is Rod the one who sings the song My Girlfriend Lives in Canada? Avenue Q. Rod? Uh, my Girlfriend Lives in Canada. Is that Rod? I think it is, right? Not it's either Rod or Nikki. I just know that's the one that's basically the Bert in the Bert and Ernie in Avenue Q. The Bert and Ernie, yeah. He's the bird. Andrew, just Google it for five seconds. For fuck's sake, stop being Andrew, useless. Google it for five <laughs> seconds. Do it. Do it, bitch. We're talking. We're talking about Justin and Avenue Q right now. We need to get this resolved right now. It's important. <laughs> but like this, this made me so. Bring me pictures of Spider Man, Andrew. <laughs> Shit. Shit. I don't want lewds. I want pictures of Spider Man. Fucking hear you. <laughs> but this is amazing. I don't want good gotcha rolls. I want pictures of Spider-Man. I hate all of you. <laughs> I don't want anybody else. All I, I don't want anybody else. When I think about Spider-Man pictures, I talk to myself. The answer is yes. My girlfriend lives in Canada. Is sung by Rob. Yes, I knew it. So yes, Justin Briner had to sing that song. Oh no. Oh, that that's amazing. I was like. Th- 
God bless my memory of Avenue Q songs, which we took my 80-year-old grandmother to see. <laughs> oh, yeah, have I never told you no, guys that story? No, tell us later, tell us later. Shit, we, we're, we're, we're like... I love you, Nana. Rest in peace. We're I miss you so much. But no, your fun fact of the day from random Google searching for headshots. Fucking Justin Briner was Rod in Avenue Q in 2014. <laughs> Side note. And it's it gives me life right now. Anyway, no, <laughs> Justin has fun as pervy Minoru. But briefly, though, as real life Minoru, uh, he's very soft spoken. Very, he's very, he's very chipper and upbeat and everything. Very positive attitude. There are some of the small twinges of his perverted nature kind of weaved in there, but they're more subtle, and I love it so much that by the time you get to episode five, it's like full-blown. It's like, yep, <laughs> this, is, this is my life now. Um, and then Blake Jackson is Chiguma, because the only other thing for me officially that I know Blake Jackson from is Oh Maidens in Your Savage, Savage Seasons in this point. Um, and this is very different. This is very different. I almost did not recognize him to the point where, because I did not look at credits to remind myself who these people were. I assumed that this was the same Blake Jackson. And now that Megan confirmed it, I'm like, damn, this is very different. I almost didn't recognize him as Chiguma. Like, I'm like, shit. Okay. But um, I did like, <laughs> I did like Blake. He, he, he did have a little bit of authority to him and it was... A little bit of authority like he was trying to be the straight man he's trying to be the straight man in the triangle that is chikuma mike and kai and he's always in the middle of their horse shit oh better example he's the mo <laughs> to fucking um kyle and damon's larry and curly i think with curly probably being kai <laughs> Um, Three Stooges, hooray! Um, but no, like he has authority. He's stuck in the middle usually, and he's just a sweet character. I didn't get a ton, a ton of attachment to Blake Jackson's character, honestly. I will say this, if I remember correctly, yes, um, both Blake and Justin had a song that they sang in that episode. Yes, um, they sing Remote yep. Controller, yes, and it was so much fun. I loved it. It was great. Um, and obviously, because I am aware that Justin can sing at the very least, I am not aware Blake can sing. So it was like, I liked how their vocal, both their vocal tones really meshed really well and they harmonized very well. I love how that was done. Um, but no, both of these performances are a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but anytime Justin gets to go a little out of type. <laughs> It's a fun fucking time. So, yes. I'm good. GG. Before I take you into my thoughts, I'd like to welcome you into Gigi's Seiyuu Corner, mm. uh, where Chigama is played by Subaru Kimura, who, if you don't know who that is, it's fucking Ichiro from Hypnosis Microphone, who, may Ichiro. I just say, Ichiban, Ichiro, Ichigo, no, Ichie, that's him. That's him. You need to fucking oh watch God. Hypnosis Mike. It is the best anime of fall 2020. Oh, I already rated it a 10. <laughs> it cannot go down. I don't care what it is. It is a fucking okay. 10. Stephanie, take your headphones off for five five seconds. All right, all right, they're off. Go ahead, Gigi. You watched episode two, right? Yeah. The part where the guy takes the girl hostage with the fucking microphone. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love the subtitling on that. Drop the microphone. Holy shit! <laughs> Steph, put your headphones back on. I'm back. 
God, I'm just saying, I told funny. Andrew that you two need to watch the first two episodes of that and call me when okay, you're done. Oh my god, it's... He has to watch literally the podcast ONA anyway. Literally the I, best I know, I do I've too, because I'm, all, I'm doing that within oh, this season. Nice. Literally oh, the I, best anime I've ever seen. Okay, um, so now that we know who Chigama is, I would also I'd like... I'd like to thank A1 Picture. I would like to thank A1 Pictures for this achievement in anime. Oh god. Um, As Hypnosis Mike is Sinfo Gear for Fujoshi's. Oh, God. Um, I would also like to say that my best boy, Ushio, um, is played by Toshiyuki Toyonaga, who we all know is Yuri Kotsky. (gasps) Oh, my heart. What's up, fam? My name is Yuri Kotsky. My life is dumpster fire. Yeah. So thank you for coming to Gigi's Say You Corner. Other than that, I will say that the Blake and the Justin song is my favorite song in the whole show. Yeah, it's up there for their, me too. Their harmony. It's up there for good. me. Yeah. It's up there for me, but it's not my favorite. Their harmonies are I great. love that song. Uh, Justin Briner was a very good pervert. <laughs> 20 out of 10 for the pervy cat. <laughs> He, I laughed so fucking hard during this episode, especially since I was crying because I felt called out through the whole thing with all the fucking cats and the gotcha. Like when that one cat was like, oh man, I rolled for him. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, huh? I was oh, like, huh? Can I say one thing what? for you, Gigi? Uh, Have you watched Toilet Bound Hanako Kun? I watched like two episodes of it. You need to keep going in it. One, because Justin is fucking great as this gremlin child. Two, you have Spider Ian Sinclair. Woof. All right. I'll go back to it. I'm about to say, I knew Um, I I had to sell you on that one real quick. (laughs) Because I know uh, you would appreciate it. Other than that, Chigumo is fine. I honestly can't remember who he is. I didn't know that he was the video game dude until they said he was the video game dude. So that's I wrote him down and then crossed him out because I thought he was Satsuma, which he's not, which I don't even know if we're talking about, but I wrote notes for him. And uh yeah, that's it. I'm I done. Satsuma. Satsuma's next. Okay. Yeah, Satsuma's in the next section. Yep, they they look alike. They do, like him, Satsuma, and to an extent, fucking Mike McFarlane's character. They all almost look like. They all look alike. I did go back and watch this in Japanese just because of Subaru Kimura. So it's a thing. Bless. I would like to point out that the guy who plays um, uh, I think the guy who plays uh, Sa. Saku is the guy who plays Asta in the Japanese version of Black Clover. Oh what the God. fuck? Shit. Which I'm not gonna lie. If you if you've ever met me, one of my favorite videos of all time on the internet is um is um when Asta's voice got first got revealed in Japanese. I'd like to point out, like as a side tangent, everybody fucking yep. hated it. And he's grown as an actor since. I think that was his first lead. But there's a video that's just called Asta's actor sounds like a car. Yep. <laughs> and if you've never seen it it's the funniest shit in the world because the the second part of it is d- the fu- the finding nemo's hop into my mouth if you want to live mm-hmm. sequence but instead of when the uh seagulls open their mouths and go mine it's they open their mouth and it's asta say you going you know and it life. is the single funniest yes, thing on the internet i love it fuck I fucking love that video. Anyway. Um, so let's talk about. Oh man, Justin Reiner as the little pervert cat who totally got what was coming to him. 
did. Um, she deserved it. He fucking got what is coming to him. But to be fair, like, I find it really funny that there was a bunch of girl cats, too, and one of them was very clearly Danny Chambers. Mm. And she's like, you guys want to go to the guy's room and watch them change? <laughs> 20 out of and 10. And I'm like, I was like, if they were of age, hell yeah. Nope, because they're in high school. That was hysterical. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. It was really funny. It was also be uh, the whole sequence of Justin had to do like a higher cutesy yes. voice for when he was cat Minori. Again, it reminds me of Hanako. And it's just that scene of him and Blake Jackson where he's like, yeah, I'm going to go watch the girl change. Oh, okay. Have fun. Wait, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. Oh, come on. I'm only going to do it in the game. It's not like I do it in real life. Well, okay. But no, stop yeah. that. And I love Blake's, like, tone of voice of, like, this very unwitting bastard who's been tricked into letting his friends do awful shit on Uh the internet. It reminds me, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen uh, Sword Art Online Gungale Online. No. But there's a part where, um, if you don't know, there's, like, there's kind of a part where, like, everybody goes in the game and there's this team of, like, big, like, burly women that are played by, like, middle school gymnastics Mm -hmm. girls. And one of those goes... Uh, come out and fight me, you no bald cowards! And her friend goes, "You can't start yelling like that in the game. You'll start doing it in real life. What if you do it on the subway? Come out and fight me, you guys with no testicles!" That's amazing. It's fucking great. Um, uh, that's what that scene reminded me of. But I think it was a little funnier to me just because Justin's like doing this cutesy cat yep. voice. And and like to be fair, Justin Briner does have uh, like kind of a higher pitched mm-hmm. voice when he acts. Uh, I've kind of heard him his normal voice where he plays Among Us with people, which... Justin, what's your son's name? Dustin! He has to go get, he has to use, get some coupons, man. He has to go, he has to go, he has to go get some coupons <laughs> to feed his son at the store. Uh, and then Blake Jackson is, again, an actor I didn't know about until earlier this year because I watched mm-hmm. Domainans and he was fantastic in that. And I think he was fantastic in this. I think he's the opposite of how um, Gigi feels about Kai. Mm. Where Kai has a standout performance for a character that doesn't stand out. He ha- Blake has an under kind of like underrated performance for a character who doesn't stand out. He's solid, he mixes into the background, but he never overtakes any of our leads. And he's very convincing at what yeah. he does. Uh, I also like when he gets pulled into the ocean. They're like, what about your phone? I'm not a noob! <laughs> I'm, I'm not a I've noob! I've got a waterproof <laughs> phone! Oof. <laughs> And I really like, I think, and like I said, his, like you guys said, his and Justin's singing matched yes. up perfectly to each other. Yeah. And that's a really big thing because even a lot of times when you watch like uh, idol shows in Japanese, not all the voices work well together right. sometimes. Nope. Like, I'm I'm sorry to say this, Gigi, because I know you love your baby show. Hiro Shinomoto's voice goes right fucking through me sometimes. It's a hard sell. His, his voice is a very hard sell and doesn't always match up with everybody else in Starish. Like, I would say out of all of the members of Starish, it's Cecil and Show who are the weakest singers. Um, they don't harmonize mm. as well. And I think that Minori and Chiguma's voice, Justin and Blake, really got together No, 100%. Well. I'm sorry to slander Udbre. Like, that's why, to be fair, that's kind of why I like listening to Quartet Night songs a little bit Also more. true. Well, Quartet Night is by far superior. But anyway, who else is by far superior in singing, Megan? 
I was gonna say, I thought you were gonna say heavens. No. No, Quartet Knight wins, like, 100%. Don't come in this house. (laughs) Naki, shut the fuck up, you're 12. (laughs) (laughs) Steph still hasn't seen the Unipri movie, so she doesn't know what we're talking about. I I like heavens, but they should be in their own anime. Yes. Also, Aichi is an awful person. How dare you hurt Otoya? (gasps) (laughs) <gasps> the gr- that was okay so when i saw the unipri movie the girl sitting behind me fucking hates he because she what she did to a toy he did to a toy yeah it's she horrible that's a huge spoiler though i there's a spoiler warning oh well nobody's all right whatever whatever sorry we'll cut that out all right you know who also harmonizes together the singing club so let's talk about some members of the singing club. We have Ryo Satsume. He's the pretty one who gets all the girls, but has no fashion no, sense. Ryo Satsume likes all of the pussy. Yes, <laughs> he is the, pus- the pussy magnet. He is the pussy magnet. Literally, as in there cats. Is, as in cats. Um, there is Hinata... Uh, Mitsusuka, who is a sunshine boy, too pure, too good for this earth, and he is uh, he is uh, Saku's childhood best friend. There is Satsuma Kodonji, who is kind of the straight man in the singing club, and Ryo's wife, I mean, partner, I mean, what? <laughs> Boyfriend, what? <laughs> what? And then, we have to talk about it, there's a, a black cat. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. Ryo's number one squeeze. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that she's an actual cat and he loves her. And she delivers the best line of the show. <laughs> Shut up, nerd! Shut up, nerd! Fuck. Damn! Fucking go save him, you bitch! Yeah. <laughs> I'm screwed. Just shut up, nerd! <laughs> and she just smacks... She just smacks Satsuma in the face. And I love it. the... Okay, like, I love at the very end where Rio and him are talking... Mm. And it's like, she spoke to me. I know, man. One little meow and it goes right to your soul. No, she literally spoke to me. She actually talked to me. No, she literally spoke to me. It's like the best delivery in the show. No. <sighs> oh, playing Rio is Stephen Kelly. Playing Hinata is Bryson Vegas. Haha. Um, playing Satsuma is Josh Bangle. And playing the black cat is Marissa Lenti. Uh, Stephen Kelly doesn't have a lot of named credits, and the only one I could really find was he did some stuff in City Hunter uh, Shinjuku Private Eyes. Great movie. Some side characters. I know, I need to watch it. Uh, I do too. Bryson Vegas, you'll know his characters such as Mitsuru in Darling and the Franks, Minato Narumiya in Surene, and of course, Hinata Shoyo in Haikyuu. Hell yeah. This one also has orange hair. Yeah. Yes, and is also named Hinata. (laughs) And uh, Josh Bengali, you'll know his characters such as Za- uh, Zaryushu Sasha in Overlord, Lizardman Priest, and Goblin Slayer. And because I saw this on ANN and I had to not leave this there. Uh oh. Ginga Jardi Doruk Milius Ashley Boofin in Dances with the Dragons. That is an actual character the f- name. The fuck kind of name is that? Obviously, somebody's OC. God damn. What, you don't want to name your kid Jenga, Jardy, Daru, Camellius, Ashley, Buffin in Dances with Dragons? No. Fuck no. But you will name your kid Raychrome. I'm not naming 
my child Ray Kroc. Just name one of Andrew's <laughs> little swimmers Chrome. It's fine. No, 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 no. His name is not Ray Chrome Shadow Legends, all right? Yes, it is. No, it's not. <laughs> fine. Side note, I'm not pregnant in case people suddenly get a misconception here. But are you pregnant? <laughs> no, I am pregante. I Are you pregante? Pregante. <laughs> no, no, Gigi, no, no. I think she Fucking... might be breg pregnant. I am not wearing those starch masks, so. <laughs> we introduced Gigi to that right before recording this, by the way. Are you? She's never heard of it. Gigi. Yeah. I think I think we might hear the little piddle patter of clown shoes if Andrew has kids. Oh god. <laughs> that was hard. Fuck you guys. When, where, how hard, and do you have a good strap on? <laughs> and can you get pregnant? <laughs> can I get pregante? If yeah, I use pregante. If I, if I use stirp on, can I get brenante? <laughs> Ferment? <laughs> can I fermente? <laughs> if I anyway, if I mix tired. baby batter, can I get Fermonte? <laughs> can we please talk about these characters? Uh, Gigi, do you want to go first? Yeah, let's oh, talk gosh. about my best boy. Leave me alone. His name is Rio, and I love him. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? He's not my type, though. He's totally your fucking is type, he? Gigi. I guess. <laughs> Yes, he is. Like, you can't tell me otherwise. I guess. Um, Stephen Kelly... He is your type. Probably Karu is a close second, but, like, this is your type. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, he does kind of look like Mage from uh, Dance with Devils. There it is. There it is. There it is. Um, so Stephen Kelly, uh, oh. I thought the cat scenes were really cute. Um, and he didn't succumb to the delinquent gruff stereotype voice, which I really liked. Mm -hmm. um it did he did have to work into his character though like at the beginning i was that's why i was on the Mike mm. train and then i was like oh once yeah. it got to the cat episode i was like nope rio rio's my best boy um i thought it really worked mm -hmm. really well uh do 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 satsuma um i liked the quote unquote glasses voice now, if you know characters, usually most of them are played by like j michael tatum or somebody else who can do a glasses voice Y'all know what I mean. Jim Michael Tatum's about. character in this had glasses too. He did, and this is I don't true. even know if we're talking about the other character that I called Tatum Junior. But who? Uh, <laughs> the guy who is the plant guy. Oh, shh! We're doing him next, actually. Oh, okay, but uh, I thought his glasses voice was really um, good, but his normal voice it felt less tropey than it could have been if he would have done the whole character in the glasses voice. And I'm saying that because it mm -hmm. is tropey, but y'all watch a lot of anime. You know how glasses voice works. I, do I have to explain mm -hmm. it to you? I don't think I do. Um, he has a really... Hopefully not. Unless unless you're new to anime, then that's If you're new to anime, you really shouldn't be watching Actors Song Connection as your first time out, let me tell you, because there's too many fucking weird-ass things that you need to know. Um... That is fair. I okay, he, watch Baby's first anime, like My Hero, where you know yeah. there's a giant lady and shit. Yeah, watch Baby's first anime, My Hero Academia. You'll, again, know how Glass's voice works. Um, this is I true. thought he had a really interesting tone, and I felt like he kind of got 
down to business like because he's a very Sasuke is a very business like character um but he did it without sounding pompous but did he sound mm-hmm. creepy enough hmm well Sasuma th- didn't really come off as a creeper he yeah. did a couple of times like in the episode he, he has he has his moments where he can be well though. in the episode when they he has were his moments where can trying be. to do karaoke and with the honey toast and trying to get Sakura oh to yeah join the singing club that's he has his moments but it was i don't know if it was creepy enough but it was it was it was all right I, I liked it. I'm not saying that it I was. Didn't. It was a little stalkerish. It was like it was kind of stalkerish, which is exactly what it kind of needed. Yeah, um, Hinata is Bryson Bogus playing another cute orange-haired sunshine boy. How many is he gonna play? Mm-hmm. Like, well, two. Well, I'm sure there's another. <laughs> is he one in Ensemble Stars? Because I bet he'd play that one too. Uh, no, he's not in Ensemble Stars at all. Actually, oh, I'm I'm kind of sh- sad face. Kind of shocked by that. Not gonna front. Um, I thought that he was going to be the protagonist. I'm very happy that it went a different way and that he wasn't the protagonist. Not that he would make a bad protagonist, but I just, the, I'm so tired of seeing this character as the protagonist in every fucking anime that I watch. Um, he sounded very bright and happy and sunny. Bryson's performance did make mm-hmm. me happy. Y'all know I got a, I got a special place in my heart for Bryson from Diabolic More Blood. He did play Ko, the best of all. Yes. The creepier vampires. So. Ko is a good Ko boy. Ko is a good boy. We all love Ko. That's all we're talking about now, right? Mm-hmm. Did I yeah, miss yes. any? I don't know. My shit's all fucking messed up and it's past my Cinderella time. And I'm sorry. Bitch, you're here for the long haul. Oh my God, I know. We only have but two But I got to start grinding for... I got We're actually doing pretty good, all things I got to start grinding for Kamu in about two and a half hours. Don't worry. We're helping to keep you awake. I would like a nap. I'm sorry. It's all good. <laughs> I'm done. Question? Yes. Did we bring up the black cat? Oh, I forgot. Did you actually say who it was, Megan? It's Marissa Lenti, I said. Okay. I just, oh I, shit! I, I didn't say her roles. I'm so no. sorry, Marissa Lenti. I'm so sorry, Marissa. Marissa Lenti has played roles such as Elisa, Alicia Florence, and Aria, Aria Doa, in Cautious Hero. The hero is overpoweredly overpowered yet cautious. And Kohaku in Another World with My Smartphone. Yeah, I was like, I was like, either I'm not paying attention, or Megan forgot about Marissa. On I'm so tired. Marissa, we love. Marissa you. plays the perfect Stan <laughs> in the Little Black Cat. She- I would like to quote the Backstreet Boys song, The Perfect Fan, and change the lyrics to say, Marissa, you'll always be the perfect stan. Thank you. Sounded very caring. She was the best. Before, I thought she was the only girl in this show until I remembered the not dead sister. So good job. It's great. We're actually talking about two girls in this show. Yes. Now I'm done. Steph. (laughs) Okay. I'll start with Marissa. Um, Marissa's so cute and adorable. Granted, Marissa only has the one major episode um, with Rio trying to track... Rio tracking down Kellengoff, apparently the abusive kitty person. <laughs> like, which side note, hello Kellengoff, I almost didn't recognize it was you. But then again, I've been watching Jojo Golden Wind. I can tell it's fucking you at this point. <laughs> like, not even joking. Um... 
The fact that I managed to pick up it was Kellen Goff on the first try when Andrew asked me, do you know who voices Emperor Crimson? And I'm like, that's Kellen Goff. He's like, what? You got it the first try? I'm like, bitch, yeah, I did. <laughs> like, it was great. Um, anyway, no, Marissa is so cute and adorable, and they did such a cute, adorable job. I wish, I wish the black cat did not get yeeted from the Matrix. <laughs> Because that's basically what happens is she gets yeeted from the Matrix for talking, like actually talking to Satsuma. And I'm very sad. And it made Ryo sad. Um, but no, Marissa is very cute, very adorable. She also has, again, what Megan calls the best line in the whole fucking show. Shut up, nerd! Shut up, nerd! And it's great. Um, uh, where do I want to go from here? I, I'll, I'll go into Rio, actually. Stephen Kelly. I have never heard of Stephen Kelly in my life. It, the fact that the only other credit, really, that Megan can pick up on is um, freaking um, Shinjuku Private Eyes explains a lot. <laughs> um, I that was am- the only thing I could find on ANN. Right. So this is basically brand new person. Um, I am going to agree with Gigi. It took a little, it took at least half, maybe a little more of the show itself for me to really get into this. Um, Even, like, Sam Biggs is one character who, who, is one performance whose voice took a minute. This one took longer. 100%. And especially since you see him a lot more frequently throughout the whole course of the show. Um, it, It was like, I don't know how to feel. It's sounds different i don't know if it's just like a little rough to me but the more i listened to it and finally it did click when um kellen goff the cat abuser character comes into play when that episode comes up it definitely it definitely landed a lot more for me at that point you made a mistake in believing in his sense of style yes you made a, you made a poor decision you made a poor decision in trusting like this kid has style um no, but like it's I, I like Gigi though. I also appreciate that it didn't go stereotypical, gruff, like delinquent kind of voice. I appreciate that, and all of the moments where <laughs> Rio has to be like cats. I love cats. I felt that because I fucking love cats. I don't have a cat, and I want one so bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I want a cat. I'm like, I can't. I keep telling myself right now I can't afford one at the second. I probably could now that I am financially somewhat stable again, but I'm not going to. <laughs> not right now, in case shit hits the fan again. Um, but eventually I'll have a cat. But no, it. out of all of the performances in the show, Stephen Kelly is the one that took me the longest time to get really? into. Um, for me, yes, 100%. Like it didn't again fully click until the episode with the cat with the kitty patrol that I really like it clicked and then it finally worked for me. Like I understood and knew like the intent and the direction that was this character was going in and the performance for that. But like it might be because I'm so used to the stereotypical delinquent gruff voice. That might be why. And it's that weird disconnect that I had to like adjust to, which took me a long ass time. It shouldn't have taken me a long ass time. I don't know. My brain works in mysterious ways. Um, but it clicked eventually and I'm like, okay, I am okay with this. I'm here for this now. Let's go. Let's go, you stupid, horrible fashion sense human being. Um, 
uh, Josh Bangle as Satsuma. It's funny that Tatum was brought up because a lot of the mannerisms and characteristics of this character and the portrayal of this remind me so much of a younger Tatum. 100%. But Josh is still able to put his own spin on it as well. And I say when, when he puts his own spin on it, it's his silly, weird creeper moments. <laughs> where Satsuma's just like, hey. Um, I wrote a note somewhere for him. Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, I did write that he kind of reminds me of Tatum. Uh, he's smart and kind, but he can be such a creeper. And episode three, was episode three? Episode 3 was the weird stalking moment, essentially, with him trying to recruit Saku to the singing club. But he also has those stupid moments, like, I will admit, even though Stephen Kelly's performance took me a while to get into, I actually really liked the banter between Steven and Josh. <laughs> like, because we, we, we made the joke of freaking Kai and Mike being boyfriends. The same can be, the same joke can be made here, essentially but on a completely different level. And Satsuma just like, well, what about your own friends? Like, you have your own friends, right? <laughs> it's like, who, who are you going to hang out with? And then Ryo's just like, uh, well, I have my cat and this, um, this, this bird I met the other day. It's like, oh, well, by all means, bring them on the school trip and hang out with them the whole time. Be a sad loser. <laughs> My question is this, how the fuck did they go on a school trip if they're all a simulation? Okay, so... I mean, they they skipped that whole that, bit. That so. part is, like, part of... The, you mean the second school trip or the first school trip? The the one where the, the second... One where they, the one where they raised money for soccer to go, to go on yeah, the Yeah, they skipped it. That's why. Oh, You'll never see it in the game because it's too much to animate it and voice it. So they skipped it. And you'd have to yeah. draw new backgrounds. I liked that touch in the anime, by the way. I thought it was very clever. Yeah, that's fuck. That's actually really <laughs> clever. Yeah, it's very clever. Because oh, the, the school bitch. trip thing comes right before, I think. It comes right before the reveal of this being a simulation. Yeah. Like it's, or no, no, it comes it, after. It's after. It after. They go to the beach. They go oh, to the beach after. and they see the white wall. They go to the beach and the white wall is like two. the border yeah. of their game. That's why they right. can't cross it. Right. So that's... And that's why he almost yep. fucking drowns. Yes. But, uh, yes, no, Josh Bangor reminded me of a younger sounding Tatum, and it worked for this character, but he has his fun little moments too, and I enjoyed it. Um, Bryson is a precious cinnamon roll, too good and pure for this earth. And we, we, we all know this, and we all love this. <laughs> um, but, fuck, where are some of my notes for Bryson? He's, he's very charming, he's very positive, he's such a good support for Saku. Because he understands the shit that Saku's been going through for a long time. Um, granted, um, Sasuke and Uta do come in to get to know Saku, and we'll talk about them later. But um, I really enjoyed this fun energy and this positive attitude. He also has a fun dynamic with um, Damon's Mike because he's into these rare pulls from these snacks as well. And any any moment where the two of them converse about that is such a fucking joy. Um, but no, I the whole the whole freaking singing club is just so much fun to me. Um, granted, we do have one other to get to in a second, but 
They're all so much fun to me. It's just Stephen Kelly for me took a, probably the longest time for me. And it's very weird that it did. It, it, even in my own brain, it's weird that it took this long. But um, I'm glad I got into it eventually. It's better that I got into it at some point rather than never getting into it at all. And then I'm just sitting here and then it would be a different conversation. I'd be like, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> Luckily, I don't. I don't have that response. So we're good. I'm done. All right. So sorry, I was checking the uh, the sound kit of websites to hear what songs were there. Uh, so I'm going to start with Marissa. Marissa was super adorable as the black cat. And I just love the shut up, nerd. Uh, and if you didn't know any better, I think that people would actually get them confused for Monica Real. Mm. Um, pretty close, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, there's a lot of people who I think in uh Superheroes, which is a show that's being dubbed right now for mm -hmm. uh, Funimation by Sound, uh, not Sound by Soundcated, yeah, by Okatron. Yes. Uh, a lot of people got her, uh, got Marissa and Monica confused, and she's like, and they were like, nope, that's just my customer service voice as a joke. Um, no, no shade being thrown, but no, I really like that. It was really cutesy. Um, I'll start with Josh as uh. Satsuma. Uh, I'm, I'm like, Josh Bangle is somebody like I run into in dubs, but I don't think I watch a lot of shows with them in it. Mm -hmm. um, mostly just because they're things, they're in things like Overlord, Goblet Slayer, that are shows that just don't appeal to me. Even I don't remember him being an Overlord, so. He's an Overlord season two and three. I Then I probably ran into him. I've at least seen season two. I, I never got to finish season three, so. I yeah, just Overlord's not a show that appeals to me, and I watched about one episode of Goblin Slayer before saying, fuck this. Yeah, um, I didn't watch Goblin Slayer at all, so. Yeah, I watched about one episode of that, and I said, I'm like, look, I don't care how good you get after this, your episode one was just really shitty. Um, so, I I liked him a lot, and I, I liked how he meshed with Stephen Kelly in their duet song, because mm -hmm. they have the duet of um, Monologue Monologue, Yes, which I thought was pretty good. It's not my favorite song in the whole thing, um, but I, I kind of have this weird thing where, like, Satsuma is is very good as a performance, but they also don't they aren't as memorable to me as they were for you guys. Satsuma was very much a character that kind of faded into the background for me. Yeah. Uh Rio didn't as much. And I actually didn't really mind Stephen Kelly. I there were times maybe where I thought he was a little bit off, but it wasn't to the point of like, okay, this is genuinely very distracting and I don't want to listen to it anymore. Um, I thought he was he was perfectly fine. I thought he was very serviceable. I thought he did a really good job in the Cat Patrol episode. I genuinely believe that he was a cat person. <laughs> like, I genuinely believed he loved those cats. It's so cute. And you can tell when someone's faking liking something. Yes. Like, you can tell when someone doesn't like animals. That's me. Because they're... I know. You're not a no. bad person, though. There are some people who don't <laughs> like animals, and you're just like, you're, you don't like animals because animals don't like you. Yes. Uh, you don't like them because you're deathly yes. allergic. <laughs> um, and then Bryson as Hinata was very soft and not what I was expecting. Uh, I knew Bryson could sing, though. Yep. Because he's in a very good cover of Hikaru Nara. Mm-hmm. From about five years ago that Sapphire did. So that's how I, I knew Bryson could sing. Um, and I think Bryson does a very good job singing his song, which is... Uh, sorry, I have to keep... Uh, he sings uh, Hikokai Nisi is his song that he sings by himself. 
So I thought he did a great job. I thought he was very fun and cute. And the thing I like about it is that I like that Hinata never gets jealous. Yeah. I like that they didn't go the I don't I like that they didn't go the shitty trophy route of him getting really mad that Uta and Sosuke become uh Saku's friends. Mm. Like I really like that. Yeah. Because that could have honestly ruined the show for me if they got pitted against each other. Mm. Like it, it's just super tropey and I've seen it done a lot of times. And while I do enjoy drama like that cuz there's a lot of that in fucking ensemble stars. Uh <clears throat> um I genuinely like that they they kept them very friendly and helped out each other when Hinata could have been a very petty character. So, and I really like that Bryson brought that warmth to Hinata's character. Yeah. Because a lot of times you get these, like, cute sunshine boys and people feel like they have to, like, hype them up and make them extra hyper in their voice. So it's nice to have a nice warm sunshine boy that's giving you a general spread of warmth. And not, like, blazing sunburn Texas heat. Why the fuck didn't you wear any sunscreen burn? Yes. R.I.P. 2019 dub talk. Ah, yeah. I had- I have- I still have discoloring from that sunburn. I, f- I feel like you and Hardy were the two people that got oh God, me so Hardy bad. And, no, it was me, Hardy, and Roots got the fucking- we Oh looked yeah, like, it was the three of you. Okay, like, it's like the Amanda show, Bring in the Dancing Lobsters band. Yes, that's how bad it was for the three of you. I remember this. Uh, so speaking of- uh, uh, Those are all my thoughts on this. Speaking of things getting bad- <laughs> So the server almost gets shut down and everybody almost fucking dies- because this is a male idol anime and you've got a 25% chance that someone's actually going to die. Yep. So let's talk about Mitsuki Aika and Keishi Harumoto. Mitsuki Aika is the head of the song club, the singing club, and uh, Kishi is their absentee member. Mm-hmm. But it turns out that Kishi's actually the admin of the server for the game they're all on. And he has come to care for the actor avatars as if they were living beings. Therefore, he is the audience avatar. Mm-hmm. Yes. 100%. And, Mitsuki, and Mitsuki is kind of the ominous guy running around in the background, kind of studying all this with, like, the white wall and the ghosts and the stones and the matrix. He's working and, with David Walt. Yeah, he's working with David Walt. He is, he is John Bergmeier's character in Cheeky. Um Yes. He's, uh, he's, uh, what's his nuts in Shiki? Oh, um, fuck. Seishin Maroi. Seishin. Yeah, he's Seishin. Um, playing Mitsuki is Regan Murdoch, and playing Keishi is Rico Fajardo. I actually couldn't find a lot of anime credits for Regan. Okay. But I did, I did find that he was Ganesha and Gemini Agni in the game Smite. Okay. Uh, Rico Fajardo is characters such as Tor Kokono, Kokono, Kokonoin in Absolute Duo, Taiju Oki in Dr. Stone, and Toy Kuji in Sarn Zomni. I'd like to go first because I'd like to admit it's Mitsuki's song is my favorite. You know, I'm going to agree with you. Mitsuki's song I thought, was my I favorite. Thought, I thought that that uh, Koishi Tan Tan was the best song. song 100%. On the show. I will agree with you. That is my favorite what song for the whole show. What episode was that in? I thought. That was, th- um... Uh, 11? 1, 2, 3, 4, 10 5, or 6, 7, 8, 9. It's 10. Is okay, that the- yeah. It's episode 10, because Rico's okay, is 11. thank you. It's episode yeah. 10 fucking during, um... The songwriting mission, I think. Okay. But, I think um, that's... Because yeah. Rico has episode yep. 11. 
I think those two were my two favorite. I can't tell which one was which. But I think that Reagan's was my favorite song overall. Mm-hmm. And Rico's is really good too. Oh, His Rico's so was good. my second favorite. They were favorite. both so good songs. That was such a good song. Like, they were both, like, I knew Rico could sing from Saren Zomni. Right. Like, he was not the best singer in Saren Zomni. That was Justin. Um, <laughs> I know I know you can fight me and think it was Alejandro or Ian, but to me it was no, Justin. No, it was Justin. Because I remember... I because re- sorry to backtrack on Stars on Night. Yeah, there's like hearing Alejandro sing for the first time, and then there was everybody heard Justin's song, and everybody on the Funimation Discord, and people I know just all collectively went out, let out the biggest what? <laughs> because no one could believe that it was that good. <sighs> yeah. It's a, but it's no, a- I also want to compliment Reagan too because he is not somebody I've heard of, and he was no. damn impressive. And, like he, damn As impressive, Mitsuki. and with a solo, his own solo song, right? I like, mean, just it, the character it, acting. It, it, like it's like, one thing where we were like surprised that Kyle Ignacy's can sing, but we have known Kyle Ignacy's for a few years now. We didn't know nothing about Reagan. And that's the other thing. I'm trying to also compliment his dramatic acting because yeah. he does have to do a lot of it in episodes ten, eleven, and twelve. Mm-hmm. And him and Rico especially, I think, have to carry, like, some of the heaviest parts of the show. Because their almost entire character dynamic depends on this kind of crazy-ass fucking twist. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think that Reagan does a fantastic job as, as Mitsuki. I think that he sounds uh, a little bit creepy, a little bit out there. He's got that authoritarian side to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he tells Rio that Rio's going to be suspended for seven days, I completely believed it. Yeah. He was a very convincing actor who I genuinely want to start seeing pop up in more dubs. Mm. Um, I want him in more things. And then I actually could not believe that that was Rico. Me either. I'm glad somebody else said that. <laughs> I, when I looked it up, I was like, I, cause I couldn't, for one, I could not figure out who the fuck that character was. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like I could not figure out who this was. I don't know if I looked away from like when his name popped up on the wall or like or something or not. I couldn't fucking tell what his name was. And then just to have him be this very soft, very soft-spoken character, very mysterious, very wafy. It's the Jared Green argument again. You've never you never but really hear Rico go this soft. But it's turned up to 11 because he's always a presence in the show. Yes. Because he's the cat, he's that little white cat. He's this monitor and he has these moments like there. It's very much towards the end when he starts kind of fighting back against boss and getting a little more emotional. You can finally tell it's Rico. Yes. But I don't think I've heard Rico get that soft since like Grimgar. And that's at mm. least five years ago. Oh, yeah. Even then, like, I think Keishi is even softer than Hatahiro. Yeah, he even is then. like, that is the softest I have ever heard Rico go. 100%. And I want him to start getting tasked as these types of character more. Mm-hmm. I, I very much enjoyed this this was a very fun it's not even that it was very fun for me or novel for me it was just very convincing that i believe that this person came to care about a bunch of jpegs (laughs) yes this man has spent his money on his jpegs and he's gonna protect them because they're real yes this is the guy who's wailing in genshi can impact (laughs) um like oh, shit. he's the man who paid for skins in Among Us. Like yeah. I, I, be- I believe him. I, I thought his stuff where he's freaking out about not being able to get into the server and how he's trying to to give the hint to to 
uh, Mitsuki without revealing everything because God knows the show would have been another 12 episodes longer if they had gone into the fact that they were all in a game the entire time. Oh my God, this would have been even... We have to go deeper. Bwong. Bwong. That's That would that be what this is. That would be but what happened. I... I uh, they're not my they're they're probably my second and third favorite performance in the show. Mm, okay. Respectively. Uh they are very very good. Like I think from here on out when we're talking about performances, it is going to be nothing but compliments. No, no, 100%. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Spaghetti. Uh-oh. Ah. That's that's the whistle of the GG drama train. Choo choo. I mean, uh, okay, I'm to done, be fair, so... I might have a l- little bit descent as well for one of these, honestly. All right. Probably me too, but it's going to be mostly nice from here on out. Mm-hmm. So, Drama Train, please pull into the station. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm actually still riding the tracks right now. Okay. Right now, mm-hmm. we're still going on a nice, calm ride. Okay. Uh, let's talk about Mitsuki, who I like to call Reagan's performance as almost uh, Tatum Jr. <laughs> I thought this was Tatum trying to not have his... British-ish accent until I found out that the teacher he was talking right next to was Tatum. Uh, Misaki kind of has to act like a go-between between the teachers, the students, and the game. So he kind of has to have this mixture of all three voice types. Like he has to be authoritative so the teachers will pay attention to him. He has to like be kind of like the narc and kind of like the rat so that she will... He's the whistleblower. Yeah, we'll pay attention to him. And then he has to be a student, too. So, like, all the kids have to get along with him. And he's the one who kind of spearheads the whole everybody has to sing together finale, which, yeah. I mean, I would buy that because I bought all the Setsugetsuka CDs and Udapri. And that's exactly basically what happened. So, But Setsugetsuka um, is such a good song. Oh, God. Bird Kamu. <laughs> Bird Kamu. Okay. Um, so I I enjoyed this. I I'd like to hear more. I'd like to see where the levels go so that I'm not thinking Tatum Jr. in my head. Uh, who else are we talking about? Rico Fajardo. I did not know it was Rico Fajardo until he started singing. And I was like, when is Rico Fajardo in this anime? Because I could <coughs> Surprise, tell when Rico bitch. Fajardo is fucking singing. Could not tell he was this dude. So bravo, Rico. You have fooled me. You not only rap, but you're also a man of mystery as well. Fucking bitch. Please save my server (laughs) from when it is dying. Mage is the great. (laughs) Rico, best admin. Rico, best admin. Save my server. Um, Yeah, no, this is completely different from what I've heard of him. And I liked it. But Rico Fajardo can almost do no wrong. So, I mean, it's par for the course for him. He's, like, basically great at everything. Uh, Accurate. That's all we were talking about, right? Yes. Sorry, somebody's texting me about the Masked Singer. And I'm, like, freaking out. I need to watch Masked Singer, too. Fuck. Um, I Stop. know 100% who one of them is, and I am fucking living for it. Who? Like, revealed yet, or no? No, not revealed. Who do you but think? I know. I, I oh, gotta know. Cro- who do you think? The crocodile is Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. You know? Okay. Gigi would, Gigi would never miss a Backstreet Boy. Nope. <laughs> she, she wants it that way. <laughs> yup. 
I mean, this bitch is like giving tens to AJ McLean for fucking Dancing with the Stars. It's, it's not even like yes, she's here for it. I'm I'm here for Nick Carter as the crocodile. Watch me be right, fam. Oh man, that'd be great. Uh, is it my turn? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Unlike you two, I really recognize that that was Rico Fajardo from the get-go. I'm sorry, not Fuck all of then. us are as perfect as Stephanie. I'm not God. I'm not perfect. I just apparently have really good ears. <laughs> like I have really good ears and I can pick up voices. Oh no, very Gigi. Well. What? Your worst nightmares come true. Uh-oh. What? Shows the next you are new to pray. Oh, I know. Have you seen that fucking card? I want to lick it. <laughs> What? <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck? It's sexy! Yeah! Wait, 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 I'm wait. I'm sending it to the group chat. I'm sending it to the I chat. I need to see this. I haven't played Udaprin fucking No, ever. I sent it to our DMs. Look at it, Stephanie. Hold on, hold on, bitch. Hold on. Hold on, bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? What's the actual actual fuck? fuck? Okay, this this bit can officially get cut probably, but oh my No, no, God. we're staying it. We're keeping that. Megan, we're almost <laughs> 3 hours in and we have one People... group left. Are you fucking Let's kidding me? Let's go, bitch. Uh, I can't believe this. I can. <gasps> oh my god. Show. Well, mm-hmm. o- o- Otoya, Tokia, and Ronru and I are the SRs for this, too. Oh, my God. Just shut up and mm-hmm. talk, Stephanie. <sighs> Look, it's your fault for sending this to me. Um, you sh- shut your whore mouth. Thirsty. <laughs> Bitch, God. Um, where the hell was I? Rico. <laughs> yes, Speaking unlike- of thirsty. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> Stephanie, do you want a little bit of his hacker juice, if you know what I'm saying? (laughs) So do you think he tastes like Monster or Mountain Dew energy? I was going to say Mountain Dew Game Fuel. (gasps) They still even make that. Yes. shit. (laughs) I'm fucking dying. Oh, God. Um, Again, unlike you two, I recognized instantly that this was Rico Fajardo. But I 100% agree with Megan. This is such a soft Rico. You never hear Rico go this soft. And again, like we just said, even Haruhiro from Grimgar, he's softer than that. <laughs> like, it's actually really nice. And I like that change because you're used to Rico being these, like, upbeat, peppy, energetic characters. Like fucking um, Mirio from My Hero or fucking mage dance with devils i guess or fucking mage is the greatest taiju fucking taiju from dr stone you hear him more as these upbeat characters that's what you normally associate him with and god bless this dub for getting some of these actors to play out of the normal character type because rico is one of them fucking jared green is one of them fucking justin to briner to an extent is one of them like it's insane um god but um no, Rico is precious. Like he sees he like in the beginning it's kind of flat and deadpan, but it's there's a reason for it, honestly. Um, because he's trying to disassociate himself um from these avatars. But again, the more he's involved and he suddenly wants to 
help and save this world, you are he could become so invested and he actually cares and it's just so precious and sweet and adorable and I love it. Uh Reagan Murdoch. This is another one that took me a hot minute to get to know and you get used to. Cause I know nothing about this man about this man. And obviously it makes sense, because as far as we know, this is his first anime role. Um But despite me taking a little bit of time to get used to, I actually ended up also liking this one by the end of it. I had a note for him. Where the fuck was it? Oh, he has like he has this suave charm to him a little bit, but also slight air of mystery because you don't know much about his deal. Um, minus the fact of like, oh, he's working with Professor David Wald over here. He knows the admin, even though he doesn't realize who Keishi actually is. And it's really interesting and I like it. It's it's this calming, like, author not too authoritative, like, almost regal, if that's the right word I gotta use here for this, which is a very interesting tone for this character. But it actually works really nicely for Mitsuki's character. And I 100% agree that he had the best, he had the best song out of the whole show. I loved every moment of that song. And I was like, oh, cool. I like this voice. This voice works so well for this song. I love it. This is my favorite. Like, I liked the other songs up until that point, And I'm like, oh, shit, I am into this one. <laughs> so I, I really liked it. Um, again, despite a slight adjustment as to the voice and the tone, it's not what I'm used to. Um, by the end of it, I, I, I adored it. Um, yeah, both these performances are a lot of fun for me. All right, was that everybody? Yes. I think so. All righty, let's do this final group, boys. Oh, I, yes. I, I was like, man, we are making such great time, and then we weren't. No, um, <laughs> we were derailing us. so hard. Because it's us. Who cares? It's my birthday. We can make it as long as we want to. Do you want a five-hour dissertation on actor-song connection? Please Hell not yeah, five you hours. do. No, we don't. We don't want five hours. No one's going to stick around for five fucking hours. Are you kidding me? I mean, they could put us on, like, The Daily Show when they're having sex. I was about to take a drink of water. <laughs> what? I can tell you with 100% certainty. I have never listened to this. <laughs> well, do or watch do. The Daily Show. <laughs> <laughs> While you had sex. <laughs> no. Alright, so let's talk about uh, the boys, the band. <sighs> There's uh, Saku Otononomiya. He's our main character. He's sad. His sister's got terminal side ponytail. But he learns <laughs> to be happy again. We have Sosuke Kagura. He writes the music. He's a bamf. He's he a bamf. And then there's... And then there's... Best boy. Yes. Uta Ota. He's probably on drugs. <laughs> he probably is. Uta is very good. So soft. Rub rub. <laughs> must must pet again. I I love when he gets upset he flings his sleeves around and I very much enjoyed the touch of Sosuke going, Ow, your sleeves hurt! Yes. <laughs> oh, 
He also has, like, one of my lines, which is, a uh, weird flex, but okay. <laughs> Uta shouts parkour at the end of the, at the, end of the series. He does! Does he really? I missed yeah, that. he did. When, when he hopped over, the, over fence the fence and he lands, he's like, parkour! Like, God oh bless God. you. God bless. Play, playing Saku Otonomiya is Brandon, Brandon McGinnis. Playing Sosuke Kagura is Aaron Campbell. And playing best boy is Howard Wang. Um, Brandon McGinnis, you'll know his characters such as Yuna D. Kaito in Card Captor Soccer, the Clear Card Arc, Arata Miyako in Midnight Occult Civil Service, Servants, and Roman, uh, Roman Yamashira in Tsukigakirai. Aaron Campbell, you'll know his characters such as Chiaki Morisawa in Ensemble Stars, Nakano in The Helpful Fox Senko-san, and uh, Kaikoku Onigas Onigasaki in The Ones Within. Howard Wang, you'll know his characters such as Rui in After Lost, Kentaro Yamashita, the Yamashita dog, and Tata Never Falls in Love, and Kiko Sadamune in Token Rambu Hanamaru, to which, Gigi, if you're trying to remember which one Howard is, he's the freak dude, he's the freak dude in rope tying under his clothes. Ah, yes. Oh, yes, that character. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, why don't you go first? Oh, sweet lord. Uh, parkour! Parkour! <laughs> oh, no, parkour! I'm, I'm saving Uta for last. There's a fucking reason for it. Um, I'm going to start with Brandon, actually. Let's start from the top, work our way down. Uh, I'll start with Brandon. <laughs> Brandon is so soft, so sweet, such a precious bean. I love him. <laughs> so much uh i don't get to talk about brandon often recently and it makes me so sad because i love him <laughs> i love brandon mckinnis like 100 percent. he's a fantastic actor and with saku in particular like saku's character progression basically has to go from depression <laughs> to happy happy go lucky kid who's who's basically fine with living his life again you know what i mean and that character through line is made very clear and brendan does a fantastic job portraying that um he also has some fun adorable moments i one of the things i wrote down um so episode six when they're doing the pv right <laughs> and um kakiru is telling Sa Sa uh, saku like we're gonna we're gonna need you to turn around and give a like a natural nice smile. So many goofy smiles in all those takes, and Brandon basically had to give like like a bit of a vocal <laughs> a vocal um, indication for each of them, and they were such goofy smiles. <laughs> it was so silly and so sweet. It's a fun little touch I loved so much, um, and but. Brandon is so precious and adorable and just he eventually like gains confidence throughout the whole course of the show and just ends up being such a big ass kicker. Granted there are points where he kind of takes the back seat and Sosuke ends up taking the lead. Sosuke takes the lead most times with as the dynamic between the three of them. Um but Saku does sometimes jump in and is like, hey, why don't we do this? Like, the uh, the episode where so Sosuke and Uta are fighting, for instance. And Saku's like, I want to help them somehow. And he's like, okay, we're going to issue a challenge. Uta's writing lyrics first, Sosuke's going to add the music and after that. And they're like, what? And she's like, do it. <laughs> Bitch, do it. And um, it was so much fun. Like Again, the main thing is the character progression for Saku as a character. And 
like Brandon is soft spoken, very meek, very shy, very like down on down on himself in the beginning. But over time, he builds his confidence up. He's becoming more vocal and he's becoming a much more happy, positive person, um, despite the circumstances with his sister and his life, because he's basically working like two different jobs in order to not only pay for hospital expenses for his sister, but their living, but his living expenses as well. So he deals with a lot of fucking shit. And Brandon just, I think, is so sweet. We all know that Brandon can sing. But Brandon is still very cute and adorable. Episode one, my heart. <laughs> my heart, it was precious. Um, Aaron Campbell as Sosuke. This is the first time I'm ever talking about Aaron Campbell. I know he has been talked about a couple other times. The one I know specifically right offhand is Senko-san. Um, that he's been discussed, because I think he was the male lead on that one, if yes. I'm correct. Um, this is my first he time, was. this is my first time talking about him. I have never heard him in anything else as far as I know of. Um, and out of all of the actors that I didn't know and had first times listening to, this one actually I got into very quickly, which says a lot. Um, I at least I've heard of him before, but like the fact that I took to the performance and the tone of voice for Sosuke really quickly... I, I was surprised by myself with that because I usually t- it usually takes me time to get into those, but um, Aaron is like just a smidge rough, but like probably by the end of the first episode, that's like that's the quickest it took for me. I'm like, oh, I like you, I like you a lot. Um, he's very charming, such a go getter, very motivated and determined to make things work and to like grow. Uh, grow in so many ways uh, especially as a composer and <laughs> the dynamic that Brendan Aaron and Howard Wang have together is such a fun dynamic it, it's like you have Brandon who's the soft-spoken guy you have Howard who lord knows what the fuck's going on with Howard but I'm here for it anyway and then you have Aaron who is a bit more is a bit more Slightly little bit gruffer, deeper in tone, um, more baritone to probably Brandon and Howard's tenor, if that makes sense. Um, but it actually works as a fun dynamic. And then there's Howard Wang <laughs> as Uta. Oh, Lord. I didn't know what to expect on this one, but I am here for it, sold at the beginning of the fucking show. Like, it's such a small, it's soft-spoken, but kind of like, he's, Uta is a bit of a space cadet, 100%, and Howard is such a fun space cadet. (laughs) I love it. And he also has some of the fucking most hilarious lines in the whole show. Like, he has the parkour line, he has fucking hello Sosuke, Sosuke. he has, um, Flavor Favor. No, Flavor Favor was Mike. Flavor Favor was Mike. Howard Wang oh, okay. was the one who adjusted the line. That's what it was. Um, like he had such he said has such fun lines. Oh my god, I gotta bring this up. Fucking Aaron Campbell has a fun line in episode four when they're talking about um, wandering around or some shit, and um, he imagines. Uta, and he's like, I already, in his brain, he's like, I already do enough wandering seven days a week with that wander. 
<laughs> I like that one. Oh yeah, that's like one another really good one. It's a fun one. Um, but no, Howard is <laughs> such a fun fucking performance. Like it's space cadet mixed with pos- positive attitude mixed with weird genius because he's a great lyricist. I'm like, the fuck is this? Mixed with from what Megan might be thinking it is to him being high i don't know it's this weird amalgamation but it works and it works so well that uta is my favorite performance in the entire fucking show and i i'm just here for it i'm like howard give me more soft-spoken weird space cadets i love this 100 percent, please and this is because this is going off a fucking Oh my god, the Kakushi Goto is going to be talked about at some point. But god Oh damn. yeah, I know, because I wanna be I wanna host that episode. God damn Howard is in Kakushi Goto, not saying which specific character, but holy shit. <laughs> Stark contrast, we'll say that between that character and Uta. Um but fucking love it. Um but no, Howard Wang, 100 percent my favorite performance of the entire show. But all three of these are such fun and they have a great dynamic together. I'm done. Gigi. I'm going to start with who I have the least to say about, and then we'll go to who I have the most to say about. So we're going to start with Saku, Mr. Brandon McGinnis. Okay. Um, I, I know I knew that he could sing. I didn't know he could sing that well. Like mm-hmm. his singing voice is phenomenal. Um, I do talk about Brandon McGinnis a lot, and sometimes I have very varied opinions of him and his voice, yeah. but I thought Saku was really smooth. Um, and I also think he's really grown as an actor since Gamers, mm. which is where I first talked about him. And then he was also in Code Realize, which I really didn't care for. For um, us, Megan, I, liked... I think it was Dagon Rampa, right? Where we first talked about Brandon? Uh... Despair arc. Basically, Did we talk? yes, Jade's Did... fucking bitch. I know. I'm trying to think if we talked about Gamers or that first. That's why. No, I think it was Dagon Rampa, maybe. I think it was Dagon Rampa first, and then it was Gamers. Maybe. I think they were recorded, like, right around the same time for me. That's That might have been it, actually, but... Because, okay, there was a weird time when we recorded, like, a bunch of stuff back-to-back-to-back-to-back for me, because I was literally going through a hurricane. Mm. So, those episodes blur together, but I understand what you talk about, Oh, yeah. Gigi. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. it's It's been a ride since Gamers for me, um, and I think he's really grown as a voice actor mm-hmm. um, and Saka proves that. So I'm very happy about it. Uh, Aaron Campbell as Sosuke. Okay. I found this oddly normal. Like, and I'm not saying that as a diss. Okay. Um, like I want to be friends with him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, if, like this is just how he's going to talk. It wasn't campy. He was a good straight man. He has a friendly sounding voice. It's approachable and, is what you're saying. Yeah. And like, this is odd for voice acting. He sounded totally unaffected. Mm, okay. Which everybody has their little quirks in their voice. Like, hello, notice me. This is Ian. This is Tatum. This is Aaron Dismuke has it. Everybody, you know, a lot of people have it. But this just sounded very normal. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was, I was feeling it. I liked it a lot. Like, I would just, I just want him to, like, talk about anything. He could read his tweets out loud and I'd be fine. Like, we could have a conversation and go to the mall or do, I don't know. Gigi. What, I, I, I don't know you, Aaron Campbell. Gigi, I'm about to pose the question. Are we welcoming him into Dub Talk? No, not yet. Not yet? Okay. I just want to I check. don't have, 
I don't have anyone that I want to welcome to Dub Talk yet from this episode, okay. just because they've already been welcomed if they have been already. So give okay. me another anime where he does something that will like knock my socks off. Mm-hmm. But this okay. was really good. Like I think he sounded. I, I liked it because I'm so used to hearing these affected voices and this was just a really nice change of pace for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Uda. And you know how I always say that Howard Wang can read me the phone book? Yes. Yes. I don't want to hear him read me the phone book if he sounds like Uda. Oh, wow. You didn't like it? Okay. So here's my thing. Okay. <laughs> Uda, so- Uda sounds like the fucking aliens from Toy Story. <laughs> The claw. Yeah. Oh that's my ex- god. That's exactly what he fucking sounds like. Like I can't. Like, and now honestly, that you've said it, I can't, can't unhear you can't, it. You can't, you can't I can. unhear it. I now. can. You oh, shit. You can't unhear it. Oh, I can because um, I haven't heard the aliens for Toy Story in years. Oh my god. <laughs> and I went to Disney World earlier this year. <laughs> Like, and so here's the thing. It took a lot for this to grow on me. Like, it took until the twist for it to grow on me. Okay. And, like, once I figured out that he was trying to be, like, the trope of a trope of a trope, like, once it got meta in my brain, I was living for it. And Uda gets the best lines in the show. And Howard Wang, like, performs them so wonderfully. Like, once you realize this whole thing is going to be meta and fucking tropey. Because if you're just watching it as, okay, this is an idol anime. I'm like, this is not the character I like. Okay, I don't fair. like the sleepy. I don't like the sleepy ones. The ones that are like, ah, my head's in the clouds. What do I do? I'm gonna eat strawberries full of marshmallows and then jump on a trampoline made of rainbow. I, that's but the not second my you realize this is gonna be meta as fuck. Once I got that it was meta, I got his choices as mm-hmm. he was playing Uda. Now I did not listen to him in the Japanese. I don't know what Uda sounds like in the Japanese. I just didn't go there. Um, okay. I also liked that he got to do a lot of improvisation with his lines. Mm. I think if he would have had to play Uda straight, I don't really know how you could because according to Marissa, some of the lines or somebody said that some of the lines in the um, the Japanese were basically, this is where Uda says gibberish. Mm. Okay. So um, thank God he did that because that really added a whole different level to it also. Um what the fuck do you do with a character like Uda? Like Megan said, do you play him like the fucking stoner? Like, dude, where's my car? Like, do you play him like the alien from Toy Story? Like, we're going to step on him and he squeaks. I just I call know. him a space cadet, really. I mean, like, you make him fucking Mimi. And because he was like Mimi and tropey, then I got it. And then I got into it. I hated this, but I loved it. <laughs> You hate that you love it. It's it's hell. You've got Helga syndrome from Hey Arnold. I hate him, but I love him. Like it was just like uh, it was so. It's so weird to me because literally the first episode, I was like, I hate this. Yeah. I was like, who is this? And then I was like, no, it can't be my baby Howard Wang. <laughs> he could read the phone book, and I would die for him. And but then I like, was like, I, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. Took but I to, love it. Took me to the twist. And then once I got the joke, like once I was in on the joke, I was like, all right, I see where the choices came from. And I see why he's doing this the way he's doing this. And then 
I know I said I didn't listen to the Japanese for this anime, for this character, but if you play a lot of gacha games and you play a lot of Otome games, his tone of voice in this sounds like a lot of characters in Japanese for those games. Mm, yep. Usually the characters that I don't like. So that's probably That explains why. everything. That's probably why you don't like this. That's probably yeah, why. I, it's not that I don't like it. I understand it. And like, I liked it as it got into it. But it took it took a lot of understanding for me to get it. Because like I said, Aliens from Toy Story. I mean, that, that's so, honestly fair. Because I mean, like... Even though, like, Megan and I, we love the fucking shit that came out of Uta's mouth. Like, other people might be in the same boat as you. Is like, I don't get where this is going. I'm not a fan. I get it. It's, it's, it's gonna be hit or miss for different people. I mean, I got nothing but respect for mm-hmm. Mr. Howard Wang, who can still read me the phone book. But can you wait till you get to, like, the G's before you go into Uta voice? And then oh. I'll get it. Okay. You can start with GG and it'll be all right. <laughs> Once you say GG, you can switch it to Uda. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Dope. So, nothing but respect for my president. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Fuck. That, that was another meme. All right. President I'm Wang. <laughs> Vote for Wang 2020. <laughs> Vote for Wang. Howard Wang 2020. Hashtag vote for Wang 2020. (laughs) Shit. Okay. Well, this will be out after the election, so. Yes. So, thank God. Um, All right, I'll start with Brandon. Brandon was actually, it was very soft and very sad, and there were times where I was like, okay, soft, sad boy, we're we're going that way with Brandon. Uh, Because I've watched a lot of things with, with Brandon in it, and I like him a lot, and... Frankly, Brandon plays uh Brandon plays my favorite character in Black Clover. Mm. Who is yep. uh Finral, Finral. Who which Gigi, you won't get this. Finral is a less better written Sylvain, changed my mind. Um <laughs> I can't. Fuck. Stan Sylvain, he's a good slut. Sylvain's a good slut. He's a good boy. Like, like, we don't talk about video game dubs a lot on this, but I'm just saying Joe Brogy as Sylvain is top tier. Yes. Please put him in Funimation dubs. Please. Um, please put him in some dubs. Thank you. Good. Thank please you. put him in Funimation dubs. Uh, no, so Brandon was really, really soft and, and very good. His singing voice is powerhouse level mm-hmm. shit. Like, that first, like, you coming on to him singing Cloudy, so- Cloudy Day song. Mm-hmm. I think it's Cloudy Day song. Yes, which... it is. My heart. Okay. Cloudy Day. Okay, so... I'm getting really fucked up because this has a song called Cloudy Day and there's a song in Love Live called Sunny Day Song. You're mixing the two. That's, that scares me right now. There's no men in Love Live. Um, point still stands. Point, yeah, shut up. <laughs> so no, I, I genuinely really liked it. Um, Aaron Campbell as uh, Sosuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really weird because I watched about an episode of Senko and then needed to turn it off. Uh, no offense to anybody who likes Senko. It just skeeved me out a little. Um, it's, it's not an inherently skeevy show. It's just one of the, there was just some times where it was just pushing it a little bit too much for my liking. That's fair. And I remember that a lot of people really didn't like the Senko dub. Hmm. Okay. Like, a bunch of people were complaining that he sound, Aaron sounded too old and that Kristen didn't sound cutesy in my way enough. And those people are wrong. Um, 
But Aaron really was... I know Aaron's getting a lot of other roles and other stuff, and I'm, I'm very happy because I think he did a great job as Sosuke. I thought his singing voice was up there, and I didn't know he could sing. Same. Um, I thought his acting chops were really there. I, I liked how he was... Like Gigi said, he just sounded normal. Mm-hmm. And when you have to come off of against Uta being Uta straight man... Fucking Uta. Um... Uta as a performance is an experience. Yeah, it really is. I don't have. I'm sorry, I don't have as much to say about Aaron and and Brandon because they are effectively very, very normal voices for very normal anime boy voices. Uta is like a fucking trip and a half, and I loved it. Like it is genuinely one of those performances that you are either going to fucking adore it or you're gonna fucking hate it. Yep. And I am on the side of I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. Howard is absolutely hysterical. He has this weird kind of nasally tone that fits this weird ass motherfucking kid. Because I don't think you could have given Uta a normal sounding voice and have it work. If Uta sounded like any normal person you would meet on the street, I don't think it would work. He's too eccentric for that. Mm. And he is an absolute riot. And Howard's improvisation for him is um, hilarious. I think he gets, I think he, the best thing about his performance is that Howard's tone of voice kind of easily weaves in the meme shit, like weird flex, um, like, hello, like, just the way, hello, skay, so skay, yep. and there's, like, kind mushy of, like, mush. that mushy mush, or a volcano, yep. like, it's that, it, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the alien. Did I do the alien voice really yeah. well just now? Yeah. The claw volcano. Volcano. <laughs> Let's throw the virgin into it. Parkour. 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 That's rough, buddy. Oh, shit. That's rough, but guess just Howard's way. It, there's like almost a sing-song quality to it, mm-hmm. but it's it's but he's not singing. He's just weird and. I think that this is the year that I think a lot of people are getting to see Howard's more comedic side because they haven't watched certain things. Because yes. let's be real. Because let's be real. I have subjected most few people to Token Rabu. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> his character in Hanamaru 2 is a fucking trip. Yeah. And then there's, again, Kakashi Goto. <laughs> I, which we want to talk about. There's actually, specifically, there's a way that he says things that actually is mimicking Danny Chambers in that. That's interesting. I like that. Yep, it's a uh, there's a there's a specific way they say something, and it's like a direct reference to Danny. But no, just Howard in this, I think, steals the entire dub to me. Mm-hmm. Just like it is, it is everything else is really solid, and then there's just Howard waltzing out like the claw. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gigi. I keep having to do it. I'm telling you, man. I mean, no, she's no, not okay. wrong. She's not wrong. You know what's really bad now? You know the part where him and Sosuke are fighting? Yes. Yeah. Now I'm imagining Uda singing When Somebody Loved Me from Toy Story 2. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Or no, Uta sees that part and goes, that's rough, buddy. Yes. Yep. That's it. Yes. That's the meme. <laughs> And that's where I'm ending this off. Uh, so, Gigi, let's get final thoughts and let's get this out of here. Steph, if you can get the Patreon list for me. Uh, yes, I will get that. <laughs> Gigi, go ahead. The floor Wa- is yours. Watch actors' songs connection. TLDR. 
Uh, basically, guys, I love my idol shows. And when this got announced and when it got announced that it was a simul dub, I was fucking living for it. And then I watched the first episode subbed and I was like, eh. little did we know it takes five episodes to get to the twist. Mm hmm. And once that happens, it's a totally different show and literally called me out for everything I like and everything I do on a daily basis. So fucking called out watching this show. Um, I liked that it was different than most of the idol shows that I watch. Um, it had a little isekai in there. And regarding the dub, so complicated, so complicated. This dub was just like a master class in English dubbing from the music to everybody involved in the casting, the directing, the writing, the improvisation that had to be done, all the ensemble cast that needed to be wrangled. Um, I know I'm really big into the anime that have a bunch of different boys in them. This one did not disappoint with this dub. And like I said, even if you don't like idle stuff and you don't play gotcha games, if you go into this kind of, thinking that it could be almost to the level of a gag dub it's even funnier like you just you have to pay attention to everything that gets said and all the lines and the way that the actors deliver them and you can like find new things every time you watch it like I guarantee you it's it's one of those dubs so if you like the little hidden easter eggs and little hidden secrets you want to roll that roll that dice and spend your prisms for your best boy um, watch actors songs connection. I know it's a little tiny anime and a very niche and in a world full of fucking black clover and whatever the fuck else dragon ball people want to watch these days. <sighs> just, just fucking do it and give these people a bonus or something. And that's and that. Otherwise, I mean, that's rough buddy. So I'm done. Got <laughs> I'm sorry. That is the Steph. meme that is my favorite meme. Uh, I mean, it's a fun meme. I mean, that's fair. Um, TLDR. Go watch Actor Song Connection. Um, long version. So, I didn't know what to expect. I, I thought it was like a normal fucking slice of life idol type show with all kinds of boys. Um, a la Udapri. Or fucking... Um, well, I can't say Sarns on my... Maybe Ensemble Stars, even though I've seen, like, two episodes. Um, but then, Lord Almighty, this thing just went meta and, like, turned everything on its head. It fucking went... Oh my god, it Madoka Magica this shit. <laughs> like, it subverted the genre. And then I was like, okay. Uh... <laughs> like, it, you can't tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> you can't. Um... Uh... I'm going to think about that one. I'm going to let that one resonate. Look. <laughs> like, it subverted the expectations of that genre. Just like Madoka Magica subverted the magical girl genre, alright? So, fuck you, fight me. Um, but no. Um, it's such a fun show. Like, <laughs> there are a few shows right now that I've been watching lately that just put a stupid smile on my face. This is actually one of them right now. Um... Uh, if if I wasn't dragged into a ladies' night for Megan's birthday, I probably would have not gotten to this for a long-ass time. I will say this. Um, 
but I'm so glad I did. It's so much fun. It's so punchy and hyper and chipper and so much energy. The songs are so much fun and they're fantastic. And the dub, oh my god. Again, kudos to the ADR staff on this because this is a huge undertaking to take on um, in terms of casting, in terms of direction and writing, in terms of the music on this. It is a massive undertaking and Sound Kanan's just, I think, knocked it out of the park. 100% on this one. Again, Sentai, let Sound Kanan's help you and dub Udapri finally. That is that is my brain right now. I'm like, Steph is about it. to get shot. I'm about to get mm -hmm. shot, but I will die on this hill. I don't give a shit. I will go down with the ship. Um, because Sound Kanan's has very much proved, not just with this show, but like with other stuff that they've worked on, they are a very capable recording studio and they are able to do such fantastic work that I would love for them to get more shit. Again, there is a show that is being worked on right now. And I love it. I love it. It's actually not listed on their website, so I actually don't know if it's legit sound cadence. I hope it is legit. <laughs> are you talking about Arte? Yes. It is. It's not listed on the website, that's why I'm like, oh no. I no, it is. Okay. Time, time back in. Okay, Megan corrected me. S -s -s Slight correction. She corrected me. It is. I want. Ah. I'm sorry. It makes me Easy. Happy. It makes me happy. Like there are shows that put smiles on my face. This put a stupid grin on my face, and it was a fun, wild ride through and through. Please go watch Actor Song Connection, and please watch the dub. It is a fantastic and wild ass ride. You will not be disappointed. So, I really like this show, and I was told that this was a feel-good show, and it was. Um, this had a big smile on my face. I was yelling at my TV. My mom was like, are you having a party in here? Because I was yelling. <laughs> Though at one point I yelled, fuck the feds, so... <laughs> yeah, I, yelled, fuck the I yelled, fuck the I yelled, fuck the feds break the gate. Um, <laughs> I would also point to point out that I have a stream of consciousness tweet on my Twitter from uh, today, oh. uh, October 14th. Yes. And, and nothing will ever culminate with the final tweet about the show other than me saying the dub kicks ass, watch it, which is, uh, never, uh, I haven't seen this much pussy stampede since the Lion King. Um, yes. and then I realized there weren't stampeding lions, they were wildebeest. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Close enough. Yep. Close That's enough. That's rough, right? buddy. Thanks, Jeej. <laughs> uh, no, I really like this. I think this, this is some of the best dub singing that I've heard. Yes. Um, I think the mix on this is fantastic. I can't believe they did this as a simul dub. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was phenomenal. I think the lyric writing is good. I think that the casting is fantastic. This is I this is a dub that I think everybody should at least watch once, mm -hmm. just because uh, it, it, it it's. Do I think it's gonna hold up against some stuff that's come out this year? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, there are some, there are some other really technically impressive dubs. Yeah. Uh, there is one that Netflix put out that is incredibly technically impressive. It has a lot of tricks up its sleeve and it is, it is very, very good. But this, this holds itself, I think, as probably one of the best dubbed idol anime. Yes. Because a lot of dubbed that. idol shows are very mixed. I'm thinking. Because I've watched them <laughs> She's all. She's processing this. Oh no. Well, all the ones with boys, which are few and far between. Tween. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's the other thing. Please dub dubbed. male idol shows. Please dub male idol shows. Um, 
Um, please dub hypnosis the- microphone. Thank you. Yes, please, please, please do. Please do. Um, that's the thing is I know a lot of I know it's sacrilege to ask for either gender idol shows to get dubbed. Into that I say, well, it's not going to affect that the subtitled version exists, and that all yeah, of the CDs made exists. for it won't be trans won't be translated into English. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mobile games won't be translated into English if they're brought over here at all. Um, like we're we're lucky that. I, I, I do want to say this. I think we're lucky that somebody, that the Sound Cadence crew got their hands on this because they treated it right. Yep. And I can I can say that because, like, here's the thing. Funimation is actually is treating Hypnosis Mike pretty well. It is the only show that gets credits for its yeah. translation team. Yeah, 100%. Wow. I didn't know yeah, they weren't doing it for the rest. No, they are the only team that has their uh, lyrics and subtitle team, tra- uh, their lyrics team credited in their Pro- show. Progress, 100%. Um, we need that more. Like, yeah, that should be that should be the standard. That should be for standard, show, by like one hundred percent. For any show that's airing with a simul dub or a simul cast, please just put a black credit scroll at the end or a yeah. black box. Like, it's not that hard. But like, they're doing miles better than fucking Crunchyroll, who literally couldn't even write a description for uh, Idolish Seven after it was coming off hiatus. So, yes, this is the best English dubbed male idol anime. Yes, GG. Yes. Yay. Yeah, because Gigi had to go through it, and I honestly agree with her. And if you'd like to watch Actor Sound Connection, you can watch it on Funimation.com. Uh, as of the time of this recording, the home video isn't out, and I believe when this goes up, it'll be about, like, four days before it comes out on DVD. Okay. So, uh, by the end of November, it should it should be out on home video for you to buy, and the uncut version will be up uh, on Funimation.com. Uh, if you'd like to support us, we are the Dub Talk Podcast. You can follow us at Dub Talk Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Tumblr is dead. If you would like to support, uh, if you'd like to watch us on the go, you can listen to us on Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I think that's yes. it. Uh, if you'd like to support us one time, we do have a Kofi. You can buy us a Kofi down below. However, if you'd like to support us on the regular, we do have a Patreon, and our five dollar Patreons are B. Morris, Michelle Travis, Miracula Corazon, and Victor uh, Mayaborda. Our ten dollar, our ten dollar tier are Carly Lestacow, Crimson Echidna, Jacob Wilson, J two, aka Jared. Julia W, Marissa Lenti, Nico Robin, but with Yowie hands, and Otaku Anthony. <laughs> Every time. Jackson! 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 All right, girls, plug yourself really quickly so we can go to bed and Gigi can grind. That In sounds more ways so than wrong. One. Oh, oh fuck. You can follow me on YouTube and Twitter at Anime Palooza. I talk about boys and Udapri, and I'm going to be in hell for the next week, so please pray for my soul and my tear. Good luck. Thank you. Please don't die. We have another episode we're recording next week, bitch. Uh, yeah, at the end of my event, so I will be playing through that entire episode. Stay tuned to find out which one that is. <laughs> Uh, yes, my name is Stephanie. I'm also known as Lilac on occasion. You can follow me on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review with review being spelled R-E-V-U-E. Uh, I also have a blog, lifeandtimesotaku.wordpress.com. I am still working on that stupid fucking these are my anime children article thing that I'm doing because um, this is my life now. Um, uh, that's basically it, I guess. Otherwise, I am working on opening a photography shop eventually, but um, that's... I haven't done too much right now. Uh, stay tuned for that one. All right. So I'm Megan. You can follow me at Queen Era 2. I should post on the regular. And ladies, we are finally done. My birthday is officially over. Oh, Happy man. birthday. What do you Happy want for your birthday? birthday? 
We're recording uh, this mid-October, a month no ahead, word. so we can ask this question. Uh, actually, I would like Google Play cards for Ren's birthday so I can buy the gems. <gasps> Shit. Wish granted. Granted. <laughs> Your wish is my Steph command. Okay, you know what I want, really, for my birthday? What? I want a hug from my boyfriend. Aww. I miss him. Uh, I also Roots, want- that means you gotta go down the floor to right now, let's go. <laughs> no, we can't. There's there's the human malware. Uh, he still went like... down just before that shit happened. Yeah, just before. What would I like for my birthday? Uh, One million dollars. Access to control of sea land. A cake. Uh, Mountain Dew, money, unlimited power. I've already got the two best friends in the world, so I'm set there with you two. Aww. Uh, I would like the claw. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I would like to list everybody a good evening. Thank you for sharing my birthday with me. Uh, otaku on, my friends. Love your faces. Goodbye, everyone. The claw. Fucking hell, the I'm claw. done. I fucking quit. I can't unhear Volcano. this now. <laughs> the dick. What? Penis. Okay, I'm, I'm pressing I'm, stop. I'm, I'm pressing stop. <laughs>